You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. Is it the or the? So I like feel like the has a different vibe than you the. You are always on this. I don't know. It's both. It's like the, the po- hardcore podcast seems kind of like standard, but like the, it's like, it's almost, in, is that preeminence is inherent yeah, in the the. I, uh, look at me next time. You got to be like on stage, like when my bandmates know that I'm going to forget a part, so they look at me, look through me. Like, you, yeah, yeah get that, right. that move when you watch a band play and the guitar player goes over to the drummer and is like looking at him, like, right, All right, right. You that's, know this part. That's too obvious. That's, I know that I t- feeling. I tell and them it's just terrible. To glance at me. Yeah. But okay, so the slanting glances. The, uh, yeah, you know what? Everybody, everybody knows. I guess it's somebody's first episode, as we always say. But for the most and welcome. part, yeah, and welcome. Uh, I'm glad you're Where here. Where you been? Uh, <laughs> good question. <laughs> You uh, like hardcore? Haven't, why aren't you listening to this? Yeah, talk about hardcore, odd. hardcore Jason. Comic books, materials. sports, sports <laughs> New York, <laughs> Albany, uh, Jersey Shore. The Jersey Shore, yeah, sure. We are re- reporting live, live from, the, from the Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. Uh, proudest moment of my life. Uh, you couldn't uh, live down here, man? I come down here, I go, God damn, I miss it. I mean, I'm in Albany, New York. I could live in hell. You know what I mean? I mean, you already do. Yeah, so yeah. wherever is fine. Jersey Shore, uh, Oscar the Grouch's house, whatever, I don't get, uh, whatever the fuck. live in a trash can. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> whatever. Um, let's give it up for the sponsors to start. Sponsors. Speaking of, mm. State of New York, closed casket activities. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the finest purveyors of heavy music at the moment. Uh I don't know if you'd appreciate me saying this, but he is very slowly scooping up stuff that traditionally would have gone to bigger labels because that's what happens when you become the bigger label, a bigger label. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to watch. It's uh, very encouraging to watch. Uh, uh, so Close Casket has been uh, putting in work and time. Two things that not everybody's fond of. No, I think uh, He's Mr. CCA is one of the best in terms of putting time into the work so mm-hmm. big shout outs on that he's all day every day all day every day down presser the long goodbye new record coming out their first release in six years that's crazy uh, yeah. their, their last lp age of ignorance came out on 6131 in 2013 wow this one the long goodbye cover art by sean taggart so yeah that's awesome that's really cool uh yo a long time uh fan of this band i helped work with them way back on their first record that Street Cleaner Records put out, uh, Todd Jones. Oh, is that? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed watching their evolution. We did a little thing on Twitter where we talked about the sound and it's really evolved and that's why I'm really excited to hear this record. I think it's going to be The single cool. that they put out is dope. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone... Tastefully heavy. Tastefully it's heavy. It's not ignorant, but no. it's heavy. Uh-huh. No. I, well, and I think if you listen to their older stuff, there's some faster by Age of Ignorance... 
not as fast, right? But still not not uh, not throwing away the punker. Where would you say like this them. land? This it's not metalcore. No. This is the classic metal influenced hardcore tag. Yeah, this yeah. is not metallic hardcore. It's metal influenced hardcore. Right, because it's double bass, but it's still yeah. tasteful. Yeah, tasteful. very tasteful double bass. You so really go to closecaskactivities.com, enter the promo code extra grind, and you're gonna want to spell it out. Boom. Let's swing across. Uh, what's your What's your tagline? You like to see, you sing this the most of anyone. It's late at night, and you're driving to Salem, Massachusetts, and you are singing. I'm a fool to do no, your dirty work. Last night on the. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about what I'm singing late at night, almost every night when I'm in a car. I yeah. I go from yeah. uh, the the schmaltzy Blue Oyster Cult songs to mm-hmm. Steely Dan to like th- there's a there's a stuff Take that I do. Uh, but you were you if, were referring. If you're on to, 90 and you're going east. Yes, yes. Uh, it's the only way to go. That would be uh, uh, the, uh, who'd we say that is? Get up, kids. It's a get- <laughs> it, it, it's, what song uh, is that? I would. I want to hear. Vain's ignorance. Go ahead. Come on. I, I want to hear him As t- he try to have, carry this. He doesn't this. secretly have a Get Up Kids tattoo on his ankle. Uh, Let's go. I actually have no idea what the song name is. Mass Pike. Okay, okay. Well, there we go. So you, what's the chorus? Last night on the Mass Pike. Not even close. Ah, yeah. Much closer this time. The first time, the, the you've done it. This is your third time. Maybe the first two, you had a good warble in the first. Last night. That was literally like watching like someone do karaoke Pike. to a song they've never heard before. I'll be honest. I don't. I heard that 10 years ago. Maybe 15 years ago now, and I don't recall. Yeah, I don't really totally know it either. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I just know. It's, it's that catchy, though, that 15 years later, you're kind of close to it. Yeah, okay. All right, there you right? Go. I mean, that's pretty impressive. There you go. Last night on the mass pie. A bone of, a bone of contention in this room, we'll make it really quick, uh, don't want to get too far off topic, is mm. you hate the, uh, the the Save the Day album, the only one that I like. Uh-huh. Uh, Tell what you are. Uh, Stay what you are. Stay what you Stay are. What you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of your favorite records of all time, yeah. No, but I... Maybe it is technically because I <laughs> because I would never say that I even I I don't even know if I would say I like it right like I, I but I can say that I know Most I know how to sing like a, at least two thirds of it really sing me a track like uh, if someone said are you do you like saves the day what would your answer be nope. like if, yes or no nope. no he he gives a hard no despite knowing that record and saying it's one of but, his favorite but, of all but, time. But, you know, wait, come on I'm not all right I'm going to start you're not saying it's not. What's that? Here's a song. I'm going to start the song, and yeah. you're going to know the sure, rest sure, of it. Sure, sure, sure. This song will become uh, the anthem of uh, uh, Yeah, sure. I'm close. I'okay. I'm close. But yeah, but... Uh, Not... Meh. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're mush-mouthing to a brand new song up front for a song. You know what, though? I'll be honest. Anybody that's seen me perform in either of my bands, I forget half my lyrics, so no, I, nobody right, can take fair. offense. When nope. he's looking off oddly, it's not... Some stage antics. No, I don't know what's going. He's on trying to think room. of the lyrics. Truly, you're, it's you when you have that. Like, did I leave the iron on mm-hmm. face? That means you're like, what? What's next? Truly, on uh, my last drive up to Boston, which was like last week, I had a really good Steely Dan radio flow. Mm. I was listening to something and it just kept rolling, and it was just. 70s car rock hits. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong. I was feeling it. I was singing. uh, I think Easton was sleeping. Amanda was on a conference call, and I'm singing them with my headphones in. It was great. (laughs) Just be alive. (laughs) All right. So we're talking (laughs) Deathwish Inc., Salem, Massachusetts. Are we going to talk about its frail body? Frail body. And it's their Deathwish debut. Let's talk about it. This is so. uh, uh, This is not me. Brief memoriam. Oh. Is the name of the record? It's called what? A brief memoriam. Okay, so like briefly, we're gonna just say that you know we're all set. It's a moment of silence. Ah, 
And now. So, uh, Screamo, correct? Screamo, but maybe... Was that reductive? Am I in trouble? Not in the pejorative <laughs> way, right? Because we will throw that away. We'll throw Screamo around in a good way, in a bad way. We'll be pissing on something and say, ah, oh, it's just Screamo. And then other times we'll be like, it's sort of like Screamo, a classical... You know what? I feel like it's basement rage Screamo. He, okay. He, he, rage? Rage Against the Machine? No. Come in now. So, so here's the deal. I, I uh, speaking of Rage Against the Machine, I saw Nick Hexum's uh, Instagram page for the first time in a long time. Chill. Yeah, exactly. He's looking good. He's got a CBD company. That dude does all right for himself. He's doing great. He looks exactly the same. Yeah, he does. Weed is a little good. gray. Yeah, a little gray. But you know what? He's probably fifty. Three eleven and Rage. I don't know. Back to frail body. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say when I do I, know it's 311 every day, all day. When you hear me call something scrams, that's mm-hmm. probably dismissive. Screamo is to, to me just still a, uh, a subgenre. A, yeah. You know, yeah. scrams has some negative connotation, but Which screamo is funny because I think some people tried to start scrams to avoid negative connotations that were associated with screamo. Oh, yeah. I got locked in a screamo conversation the other day. I know everything about it. Locked in scrams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Locked in a scramacy. So, uh, have you ever heard the um, like scramming at a wall? Oh, the lack of interest record. Locked inside. No. Okay, it's power violence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. The singer very infesty. The singer does a <laughs> yell mm-hmm. that goes for an un- like I'd say forty five seconds. It's awesome. It's, it's very impressive. impressive. So, 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 so the length of a song. <laughs> Yeah, essentially. <laughs> it's, like it's a four song. Yeah. And then there's like a blast of vocals and that's it. So anyways, Frail Body. Frail Body. Michigan? Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Close. Yeah, uh, no, there's a rivalry there. Now, if sports rivalry, now you fucked up. Oh, Who? Now you're in trouble. Pistons, Bulls? I mean, what, what are you talking about? about? I don't know. College football? I don't know. Rick, Rick, that's, that's, Rick Mahorn that's, and that's Ohio, Cody Coach. Ohio, that's Ohio, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be frank with you. It's all the same fucking place to me. Yeah, right. You know. Completely different places. about it. <laughs> Chicago, completely different. Whatever. That's I've been true. to Chicago a million times. I like you. Our shows there are always good. But do I like Chicago? I mm. like Chicago. Do you? What part of it? The way that it looks like a, a short, stubby New York? You know yeah. what? I, I okay. like Chicago. Four months a year. Uh, two. Yeah. I say, I, I'll give it June. June, okay. July, August, sep- maybe not September. No. But Chicago, the band, the song mm. September. Every day. In. Yeah. Pizza So I'm giving them September. (laughs) Pizza terror for life. Uh, Not applicable to you guys, but great steakhouses in Chicago. Um, Friendly people. Nice architectural tour. Friendly people, no doubt. Yep. Different neighborhoods. Wrigley Field is beautiful. Is Chicago a little bit cleaner than New York City? I think it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, I prefer Toronto to Chicago, but I put those in the sub New York City American cities. Shout out to David Anthony. Hope you're feeling better. Shout out. Yeah, shout sure. out. Shout out to everyone in Chicago. I think Frail Body is a cool band that seems like they're growing. This record on Death Wish is doing really well. Yep. I heard it. I actually was really impressed with the sound. Uh, I think if it appeals to you, it's really cool because it's kind of part of this new wave of stuff Death Wish has going on. Mm-hmm. So everyone should go check that out. We'll probably talk about it at a later time, maybe on a listening party, but also the band Loma Prieta has a new single out. So... That's interesting too. Deathwish low key does well with the screamo. Always have. Yeah. They, Go they to deathwishinc.com. Enter the promo code. Axe to grind. Tom, give us the classic. You're gonna spell it out. Boom. Thank you to our other sponsor, Run for Cover Records. We love you. All good. Everybody, enter the promo codes. Spell it out. 
we'll get her going. The promo code isn't spell it out. No. It's Axel Grind. That's correct. <laughs> what do we got going on today? Uh, today, are we going to talk about some uh, would-be classics? Maybe classics to us. Okay. Things we like. Legends in our own mind. Right. Things that we really enjoy that for whatever reason are not heralded by the masses in a way that you would think. And we're also going to opine on why that might be. I'm in. Into that? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shit I feel like has been stepped over by an ignorant listener. Well, maybe the ignorant listener. Maybe the um, unaware listener. Sure. Will be charitable. Okay. But let's let's dig in. Who wants to go first? I'm going to go first. Boom. Uh, So... Before we start, what's the parameters? Well, not even. Was, all right, so I'd like to talk parameters. Yes, mm. let's do it. I'd also like to talk. We'll do a little pre-production yeah. while we're producting. Sure. Um, like the pros do. I have like nine pro. That's great. Are we going around that much? Why don't we do? Or do I want to like? I have five. Okay. I have a, an alternate. Why don't we? You pick your five-ish strongest, and we'll make sure we get to all yours. Got it. We'll kind of maybe we'll do we'll, we'll cut do, off there. Right. Maybe we'll do like and if there's any honorable mentions, maybe we'll hit them at the end. Right. Like I have some that are. I like, think this will be something we can revisit. Yeah. Too. Do you, I have some that are like no that I mean that's a popular record. Is it as popular as it really really should have been? Right. Or like you know to some people it's like a fucking classic. This mm-hmm. is start today. This is Age of Quarrel to mm-hmm. them. But then there's someone in Iowa that's never heard of this band. Absolutely. Kind of deal, you know? No, I, I think that's the purpose, is okay. that <clears throat> all of our perspectives are our own. We understand that based on where you live, when you live, et cetera, et cetera, when you got into things, different stuff has different relevance to different people. So that acknowledged, we feel it right now, today being whatever, November 2019, that we wish we saw a little more talk about these records. Sure. And the fun part, the part that I think is the engaging activity and, and that I asked those of you at home to do is the second piece of this. Why don't you think it has gets the shine or love that maybe it deserves? And th- so, so everybody understands, we're prefacing this by saying, hey, this is a record I love, I love, love. But here's maybe why it isn't getting the attention. And right. there might not be an answer, but it might be some reasons. And we'll kind of go through that cool. as we do this. I'm going to kick this off with... Uh, oh, You're making a little noise over there. What are you doing? I'm putting my mic down for a second. I want to grab something out of my... Uh, <laughs> no, go... You get a cool uh, for that. Okay. Burnt by the Sun, soundtrack to the personal revolution. Wow. Uh, Barrett Records, I believe? No, this is the Relapse one. Relapse. Oh, you're right. Incredible uh, drummer. Uh, yeah. So Dave okay. Witte. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Same. so okay. So Dave Whitty is for many people that are not attracted to metalcore, which ultimately is what Burnt by the Sun is. Like tech metal. It's Dillinger metal. adjacent. It, this is metalcore. I, I like, think it's I, metalcore. Yeah. Is it? I, I've straight. It's up, on so, the more technical side, but I wouldn't. I feel like with him in the band, it's almost automatically tech. We're gonna get to why this is yeah. why it didn't hit. You're dialing it in already. It's, so, it's definitely on the smart metalcore side of things, right? And this is what Mike from Endeavor. It is Mike Olander. Uh, so uh, Mike singer. Mike Olander might be getting a lot of love today. Um, one of the better lyricists uh, yep. in heavy music. Uh, he's fucking awesome. Uh, his uh, vocals in Endeavor were perfect for Endeavor, and the idea of him doing something that is uh, purely, in my view, metalcore. Uh, 
was sexy to me at the time, and I checked it out, and I have listened to this album uh, every month since 2002. Wow. I, I, despite the fact that I don't think that there's necessarily any hits on this album. Like, there's not, there's maybe two tracks that you would call standout because they have standout parts, but this suffers a little bit from Dillingerism. You know what I mean? Uh, A lot of parts going on. But this would be the record that people would point at f- as the Burnt by the Sun record, correct? Yeah, for most people. Yeah. Uh, wow. uh, Perfect is the Enemy of the Good is is also well-liked. Heart of Darkness came during kind of a, kind of like, it was clear that they were sunsetting a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, although it is also a worthy record for sure. Uh, but, so this album is, if you like Botch and want to up the ante on that, mm-hmm. this would do it. If you love Cave-In mm-hmm. and want to tech that up uh this would do that and as tom pointed out yes the the star attraction for this is dave witty right yes uh so drummer i want to say what human remains uh human remains municipal waste yep uh black army jacket yeah um like a million different a million different dude whose name doesn't get name checked uh on this podcast or just in general Mm -hmm. enough as being one of the like preeminent like Holy Incredible. shit, drummer! Yeah. Right, or out there. Might Disc- have been in Dillinger. He was uh, no, I think Discordance Axis. He was is that in Discordance right? Axis. Okay, so incredible drummer, like an incredible drummer. Right. So this is uh, so okay. Uh, maybe Shout his out to Human Remains, by the way. Yeah, great uh, band. So Jersey's best metal band. Up there. So Up there. There's a few competitors. Where are they right from? There. They were like a Syracuse band or something. Uh, I think they're Monmouth, Middlesex zone. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Central Jersey. Uh. This is metalcore from people that you wouldn't think of necessarily playing metalcore. And it is more than the sum of its parts. And it is uh, hyper-aggressive, driving, uh, a lot of detours, but nothing goofy, which is like kind of important. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like when we're talking about this era of metalcore. It could get real. It could get real goofy. Like dumb titles. Yep. It never. It, it, this does have dumb titles, but not super dumb. It, it, there's, no, there's something about it that is better than its contemporaries. Okay, simply so put, is it Mike Olander? Yes. Well, I mean, here's <laughs> if we're the being deal. honest, Mike Olander, mm-hmm. Dave Whitty, mm-hmm. these guys were kind of elder statesmen, statesmen of this scene. Yes. You know what I, I'm thinking is that they were self-aware enough not to be goofy. Yes. In a way that appeals to a lot of people. But, but it also separated them a bit from some of the stuff that really popped off. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So that basically sums it up. You're talking about a label uh, that is well-known for metal that almost, you know, I'm sure somebody could find me an example, a few examples of actual metalcore on Relapse, but it's felt like during this time, at least, Relapse did not want to buy in on the gimmick. You know what I mean? Right, they, and they definitely didn't. Right. Yeah. So, no. They, so, they were They went the other way. Yeah. Right. 100%. So this was presented by a label that didn't do metalcore. Right. And this was presented, aside from, like, logos, which at the time were every band had a metalcore-looking logo, in my view. But uh, aside from that, this is a metalcore record that keeps that on the down low. Like, we just had to discuss if it was, in fact, metalcore. Right, right, right. (laughs) So how can you win when the only people you're appealing to are the literal taster's choice, like like refined listener? You know what I mean? There's going to be people that love it, 
but is this stuck between everything? Is it like too refined for like the God forbid fan? Yes, fan, yes. But it's not tech enough for the Dillinger fan. Yes, and it's not cute enough for like the bled. Fan. Yes, correct. or is it, like is it kind of like in that weird sort well, of and like it's not, no man's it's not land? dramatic enough for the. F- Fada fan, right? You know exactly. I mean? You're right, so, right, right. and it didn't have the the swing or part of the scene of all that tribunal stuff exactly. that you talk about. And it's, I think you identified exactly. It's in the Neverland. Yeah. Uh, it's it is proficient smart metalcore that also wasn't tied in to say Hydrahead. Nope. Right. You know what I right. mean? Which is and a big thing counts. at that point. It didn't have the name recognition of Dillinger, despite the fact that those two bands played a bunch of shows together. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. So, uh, very interesting. It has slug. grown man energy in a scene that didn't necessarily appreciate that at the time. I feel like they were a, a, the band's band. Yeah. Of oh, that yeah. kind of era. Because, I mean, everyone knows fucking Dave. You know, like anybody in a band, yeah. especially in the Northeast, knew well, well, Dave but, Woody but, to be but, a legend but, but let's, 15 let, years ago. Let's talk on that for just a second because yeah. we, we did a, li- a cursory resume of his, but uh, it's possible that like a... 20 year old right now has no idea who he is right and he probably oh, lives in the municipal expected, waste and not realizing expected yeah i wouldn't think a 20 right. year old would know uh, yeah, not sure and while municipal waste is not a waste of dave's talents at all no. it's not it's not that the, was him being like this sounds fun let's yes. go do this fun thing and by the way i am going to bring an unreal level of talent to this sure. entity but it's not but it's not show off in the way no, that not like for him so no at any rate the, i guess what i'm trying to say here is a lot of you that are, we have every type of listener in a lot of different types of bands, and tech talent represents probably ten percent of you, right? It's it's because it, that, that's just the nature of that type of music, mm-hmm. right? Dave is a person to admire. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know do you think they were too so, early? Uh, mm. No, I I think that yeah, they. I honestly no? think that. It, it, here's what I think. I think Bob nailed it with Elder Statesman vibe. That's not appreciated by metalcore kids. Metalcore kids at this time wanted kids. You know what I mean? Like that was. Metal- and what's this time? What era? Two thousand two. Yeah, oh. like ninety. I I think they were around at the right time, but just like I think they hit in that weird Neverland. They didn't have the zeitgeist. They didn't have a a group of bands around them yeah. necessarily. Despite the fact that like they floated in all those circles. You know. Sure. I just think. I mean, what they weren't old. No, they weren't. I mean, like they're a couple years older than you, maybe. Maybe Mike might be like a year older than me. Okay. Right. So he was twenty six. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not like a fucking okay. ninety year old. So wait, two thousand two. Uh, help me, help me do my uh, most precious blood timetable. Yes. Uh, what What was going on? Uh, LP came out end of two thousand one. Okay. We were touring. Okay. A lot. Yeah. So here's where. Oh, the... that might be a hidden part. I don't think Burnt by the Sun toured. No, that they didn't. No. No. No, 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 no. I mean, they weren't out there. Like, no. and that leans into the elder state because they weren't that much older. But you guys were going full, full, full bore, and they right? weren't. Yeah. Well, I as also, far as I know, I don't know. And I, 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 they did do some touring, so don't let me. Yeah. yeah. Off. As somebody who wasn't around sure. a part of their scene, but I, I was aware of them. I, mean, I can't say we ever played them. with them. Oh wow! Other than like a like Hellfest, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think they did the extensive touring yeah. that others did. But this is also where I think the most precious blood. Is it OG metalcore or is it hardcore? Metallic hardcore. Metallic hardcore conversation comes up because I think that even though, yes, you were playing with like, played shows with Bleeding Through, right? Yeah, I mean, we played with everybody. Right. Okay. Right. So tour with Bleeding Through, et cetera. That's a young crowd, but you guys were probably a little bit older than the crowd, right? Maybe. Whereas I think a dead to fall crowd 
is significantly younger than Mike O at this time. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. So, oh, sure. So, so I think it has a lot to do with who they were, who who would have liked this. But I think the age thing in 2002 wasn't as big of a deal as it is in 2019. Nah, that might be true. Quite honestly, no <laughs> one looked. True. So, like, think about it. Chromags, fucking AF, all these. Mm-hmm. They were probably closer to our age now than yeah. did yep. anyone look at AF and be like these old motherfuckers no they were like legends I don't care I would you were going to see fucking Cro-Mags at 18 you didn't look at John Joseph as an old man no. and he well. was probably a couple years older than you at this at that point John I mean Joseph like older than you are than you are now oh yeah definitely right so he's yeah, probably yeah. like 40 or he's 38 whatever right the fuck. there yeah but we would never look at them and be like <laughs> no <laughs> old man band no you were like it's a fucking Cro-Mags yeah, you're, you're probably right about that. I feel like we brought more of that up now than it ever was an issue before. I also think, you know, you go back to that time. Let's say let's say 2002, yeah. right? That's 20 years from, essentially. From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. And now we're at 40 years from Fuck. the beginning. That's so true. That, yeah, that's it. why time is a, a, a undefeated. Yes. Um, so here's the part. I think that with a lot of these bands, especially from that time on the more metalcore side, with special blood, you could you could have the conversation. Is this metalcore? Sure. Is it metallic hardcore? Sure. <laughs> burnt like by me. the sun. That's metalcore. Metal that's metalcore. How do you sell metalcore? How do you sell burnt by the sun to me? Okay. Because because uh, to be honest. Yep. Okay, dude from Endeavor, highly talented. In two thousand one to oh oh ninety nine, not so interested. But I'm I'm curious about it. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to it now. How would you sell it to me? Uh, I would sell Burnt by the Sun as saying uh, none of the trappings of corny metalcore. So if you're interested in corny metalcore, that, that which, you, song, yeah. which you're not, so uh, mm-hmm. this is how I would sell to you specifically, yes, but uh, none of the trappings of corny metalcore. It is aggressive and it is heavy. However, it is not trying to sell you on heavy as an idea, right? Yep. It just happens to be so. Okay. Uh, if you were to compare it to its contemporaries, it has significantly more groove. So you're talking about something that's driving with groove. So th- if you take something that is driving with groove minus corny, you have good. That's, that, <laughs> in, in my book, yes. Yeah. It's a good equation. So the biggest holdbacks to you? Uh, biggest holdbacks? Why this isn't seen as, oh. or, or heralded more? Uh, yo, no, this is, so this will come up a couple times while we talk about this. If we say wrong label, that doesn't mean this is a bad label. Correct. It's not a good match. <laughs> Correct. If, and it really what it means is not a good match at that time. D- exactly. Sure. Dude, this is like relationships. You could date someone and it's just, hey, cool partner. This yeah. would be cool. But wrong time in your lives. Yeah. You know, it's all good. It happens. So uh, while this band probably got a cred boost from the association with Relapse, it lost the kid booth boost. And I think that... And at that time, it was very... I mean, yeah, 22-year-olds aren't buying Relapse records right. in, in 2002. That's right. right. That's so, right. Uh, but a favorite that I think that anybody that is into... Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of contemporaries now that would even be on the... Damn. It's way... It's way more aggressive, and I don't want to use burly because that gives the wrong. That gives like a clutch vibe, but it, it's a. <laughs> it, it, it does. It, it's a. <clears throat> damn, I honestly don't know what we talk about on the regular as a current band that that would be a a thing to reference here. I, I don't say. either. I will make this commentary. If you like the more chaotic stuff, that's like vain or candy. Oh sure, yeah. You know what I mean. You know, I'm not saying that Burned by the Sun no. sounds like either of those bands. They don't. But if you're curious about that and you also like some of these classic metalcore bands, mm-hmm. give this a whirl. Yeah, take this out for a spin. Yeah. That is, 
we, Burnt by the Sun has been talked about more in the last 20 minutes. The, uh, yes. Than in that's the how today's going to go. No question. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. Interesting. Got it. You want to go next, Tom? I mean, I can go next or I, can, I defer. I gotta remember where I'm at, Bob. While you're looking that up, I'm just gonna point out you have a very interesting recording voice. Really? I, well, doing the board for you, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm watching because people pointed out our last episode had some uh, technical difficulties, which is true. But I, I, so I'm like being very mindful today. Sure. And I'm, so I'm watching your wave. Great. And but you're fascinating because you, you are like Bob's in the in, in the cut. It, well, it doesn't matter how much I turn him up. Uh, he it, it, when you aspire to be quiet, mm-hmm. you are quiet. Sure. And when you get loud, you get loud. That's right. But I it's very my voice. It's very difficult to <laughs> for me to like middle you. Like okay. I can I can middle Tom. I can keep you in a lane, even though you you go quiet to loud. I can keep you in a lane. Right. Mm-hmm. Bob is a little. Where am I? Loud today? No, you're very quiet. Really? Yeah. I wonder if it's the mic. Maybe. You're Maybe elusive. Closer? Setting, you're too. elusive. No, it's, do, do, it's do, not going to hurt do, us. Do, We're going to be fine. It's just elusive. Fine. No worries. Rugs. Rugs. Cat- Carpets. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I'm more just. It, couches. It's not a problem, mm-hmm. to be honest. I'm more just interested watching oh, your, cool. your waveform. I'm with it. I'll I like one. your waveform, bro. <laughs> that should be the new way of like, I like your vibe. <laughs> that's what vibe the check. next, that's the waveform next, check. The next Axe-Grand shirts are going to be our unique waveform. World burns to death, sucking of the missile cock. Released on Hardcore Holocaust Records in 2002. Okay, so what Tom just pointed out about Burnt by the Sun, mm. that this is the most talk, right? So, yes. So this is the second time that you've mentioned this band on this podcast. Yes. That confirms it. This will be this the is mo- our, We're already there. We've I got have questions. <laughs> Please do. So now when you bring a band like that up, yes. are you saying that it's not recognized in that scene or like in like punk and hardcore at large at large but even in that scene i, I think this is more yeah. at large we're speaking today okay. for sure okay. you know because there's micro pockets that will co-sign like, with me and say yo this record's fucking great you right know? right right but even in that world i think that this band's been a little bit lost and now this is his heroes gone people right no this no? is guys from texas uh severed head of state oh okay. um, they went on the singer went on to do a band currently butcher uh so mm-hmm. so he's been doing stuff jack I confuse all those bands right uh, i feel like they're all kind I of like believe inter- maybe there's some shared members with spasm 151 who's another band from this time who i could put on this list severed head spasm 151 or world burns to death are all bands i could put on here that Tom, let me just ask you this question. Yes. If someone said, Tom, this record is called Sucking of the Missile Cock, and the cover art has George Bush's uh, face on gay porn as the cover art, are you buying that record without being told, no, no, it's really good? Uh, are you just walking around the store and going, eh, let me check this out? I'd be like, that's probably too punk for me. Right. Honestly. I'd probably be like, because I mean, you've seen stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're like... Oh, it's like a hand-drawn, like crappy cover. Like mm-hmm. I get it. Probably not going to buy it. And it has nothing to do with like the 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 subject matter. But it's kind of like mm. that. Probably is way too like I'm a CB's guy, and that's an ABC record. Yeah. Honestly. So well said. You know. So this record uh, has much more of a crust look and feel, and this uh-huh. is definitely kind of leans into that all black everything clothing yeah. aesthetic. The record is so fucking good, and as far as like. Fast, raging, driving, hardcore. LP? LP. Yeah. Uh, it's as good as it gets. Uh, okay. This is one of my f- top five records of the early 2000s. Wow. Probably. I, I love it. I think if you like if you like early 80s Boston, if you like 
discharge if you like just old classic hardcore this is going to appeal to you really affected uh reverby vocals it's definitely what it is it's dark it's punk hardcore but it's so unrelenting that i feel as though it's totally lost in the hardcore world and it never totally crossed over you know i think a few years later and it was a band i thought about adding to this list but a few years later this comes out in 2002 Hardcore Holocaust, which is a label that disappears. That's one of the reasons that I'll talk about why. Huge mail order, really big, huge on the Japanese hardcore stuff, all that kind of stuff was coming over. This record comes out, and people who were kind of clued into it were like, holy shit, this band's great, awesome record. A few years later, though, comes that whole No Way record scene with government warning, direct control, you know, wasted time, and that like, and the painkiller record stuff, all that stuff came up and it was more traditional, classic US hardcore. And I felt like that crossed over to say a Bridge Nine board kid or or like sure. what would be a Triple B Records crowd now. Right. It crossed over much more. But this early 2000s, it was sort of like, okay, well you have the the more modern hardcore stuff, the AN, et cetera. Over on the other side of them, you get more metalcore stuff. And then from there, from AN stuff here, you go over to like, you know, striking distance, count me out, suicide file. But from there, there was sort of then maybe you lean into the more punk stuff that was accessible from Ashes Rise, Tragedy, the stadium cross stuff, tear it up, the thrash core stuff right. that was a little more on that side. World Burn to Death was right on the other side of that. And if I'm being honest, had a more traditional, like classic feel to it than I think even the stuff between those things. Interesting. So uh, this record is completely awesome. I would really push it to anyone who likes early 80s hardcore, who likes any, you like Power Trip, you like any of the Texas stuff, the Iron Age, Bitter Ends of the World, check this record out because hmm. if you're curious about what was going on in Texas right before those bands came around, this and the Spasm 151 LP are essentially flawless records to me. Do you think that scene was exclusionary and that's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, no, like, is that a reason why it kind of like. the way that that world almost always was. Like, would the, me and you be looked at like jocks for going to one of their shows? Oh, like when I was stage diving at Pointless Fest? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes, I, and I no. think that does a lot to it. Absolutely. But it's dense and kind of like exclusionary in that way that if you go to a crushed show wearing a neon turnstile shirt, everybody going to be like looking at you like, what the hell is that dude doing? Right. Um, which is the dumbest thing. Yeah, I think that as time's gone, that's it's that world almost doesn't exist, and I would talk about that um, at some other time. But basically, like that No Way record scene made spiky jacket. Yeah, made well, and like the spiky punk scene. I think all that stuff kind of there's a there's like a tipping point, and maybe part of it is when tragedy was acknowledged by everyone from bleeding through to fucking probably to Avenged Sevenfold to fucked up right. everybody. There's this kind of bleeding period through the mid 2000s where it almost killed crust and it almost killed that complete exclusionary like yo when i went to havoc fest in 2000 i was like yo i'm absolutely the only person here who listens to 10 yard fight yes you know what right, i mean right. I'm like, no, oh yeah. shit and that's probably not true i'm sure there were others that, like, or look th like that you yeah might, right like yeah. the band holding on played etc but there was a whole world that was like yo how many shows did you go to with like bike punks or trained punks and like squatters not huh, money to be no, honest yeah, you know but when you start to see that you're like oh this is this whole other world i think through the 2000s that difference that exclusionary world kind of got washed away but then some of the music like this 
the world burns to death LP. This LP especially, Sucking the Mistlecock, is so fucking good. And it's so, it's just like peak hardcore of that time to me. And it's powerful and aggressive and all the things I would want from hardcore. And I think it appeals to people who are more into metalcore. I think it would appeal to people who are just more into straightforward hardcore. If you're only into um, melodic hardcore, probably not. But right. anyone who wants something with teeth, this record's got it all over it. Do you think what Tom said at the beginning, which is, oh, is this uh, from Ashes Rise, guys? Uh, like, his Heroes Gone, yeah. Uh, or His Heroes yeah. Gone. <clears throat> uh, do you think there's some market confusion yes. on this? Like, I know it's traditionally less important to crust or basement people that their bands tour all the time. I get, I get that. But like, do you think that perhaps this suffered from side projectism? Uh, it could have. It, there might have been some market confusion. I think there definitely is market confusion for all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, and that, that doesn't necessarily just mean band members. It also means like the record covers. Sure. There's, oh, yeah. there's an aesthetic adherence in this side of things that was like, oh, when the Tragedy LP came out and it was a white cover, <laughs> that that wow, stood out. How right? dare you? You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's Dylan going electric. Uh oh. <laughs> well, and Judas. It's, but it's silly, right? But it's like those little things. And like his hero's gone, pulled the same card out with one of their LPs. It, these really. So yes, some of that is, because then it was sort of like you're reaching into this genre, and how do you sift out the good stuff? Sure. Yo, I did it. I spent my time looking for the good stuff, and there were some great things. But like. How can you get the difference between the Bomb Heaven single and the Oscar Bumped mm. singles? And like, I, I love Bomb Heaven. Oscar Bumped, not so much. Well, you don't need, to, need none of that stuff's really even relevant. Right. But like, some of that stuff, it was it was sort of like tragedy from Ashes Rise. Uh, His Hero's Gone, uh-huh. Death Threat opened up this world of all these bands, and it was sort of there was a whole bunch of people who were more not not unlike me who were like, oh, I I like this stuff. Let me find out what's the next so. thing. And some was hit and some was missed. And it wasn't like there was aesthetic things that you could just point out and go, oh, that record is, that looks like what I want. It'd be like, oh, that record looks what I want, but it sucks. And then it's the same yeah. thing. And you're like, oh, that's great though. So right, right, um, right. I think that the aesthetics of this record hurt in terms of like a more large audience, even in hardcore and punk to check it out, which is okay. I think that's also part of what they were doing. Um, I think that, something we'll come across at least on some of my records that will come here is that the label that put this out folded a couple years after it came out. So it's been out of print essentially for 17 years. Wow. Mm. Right. Uh, it's not on streaming. I was going to ask. <laughs> None of these are helping. Yeah. yeah. I don't think any of the records I'm going to mention today, maybe one was on streaming. The rest are not. So you got to find on YouTube. I don't think so. I just think it's um, opportunity for somebody to say, hey, can we put this up on streaming I, i'm sure there are some people who are like no i don't want to put it on streaming technocracy this is terrible right, yeah. right maybe no I, it could be that but i guarantee it's more like you know now i work in municipal like i work i work I, I work in a parks department i don't know how to put it up there uh, no it's not oh. it's, <laughs> i feel like there's a chance of that like oh, i don't know yeah oh so the internet who puts it up but then also i gotta pay to put it up because there's a lot of people who think you have to pay to put it up if you think you have to pay to put up your music on streaming uh well, you might be right if you're of a certain size, but if you're a band who's older and you don't know how to get your music up and you were of some note, uh, email us. We'll help you out. Yes. I, I was going to say, when you put out a record called Sucking of the Missilecock that's got uh, 
Uh, yeah, that artwork's getting censored by Spotify. Sure, yeah. uh, but uh, that's not even what I mean. I mean that like sometimes... It's going to be an asterisk instead of an O. I mean, whatever. Sometimes Cover there's some someone in a band who has moved oh, on to a different right. part of their life. Sure. Do not want their name tethered to <laughs> sucking of the missile cock. Yeah, right. and look... Yes. That's not me. You can. I'll say I play. Oh, in this I band. mean, this is something that I've seen across. There's, there's lots of people who don't want their their government yes. associated with what they are, and that's where you become Billy W. Yeah, you know? right, right. right. Or Patrick Kimlin. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's use a my, fake name. Use my. <laughs> I know. And it's obviously Francis has done a good job hiding. Yeah, it all he did. This time, so Russell Kind. <laughs> so uh, those are front. some of the big reasons. I think the cover art it never fully crossed over, even then when it was hot. And uh, and then the fact that it's not available, it makes it really hard for people to yeah. go back and check it out. Because as we've talked about on these rewritten histories and bands that I never would have expected became relevant again, or people go yeah. back and say, source material, that's great. This is a band who I feel a ton of bands now could pull parts from and go, oh shit, this was cool, and apply it in whatever subsect of hardcore they're a part of. Got it. Wow, how do I follow these up? I was going to follow up with something a little <laughs> bit softer, but I'm going to yeah. go. I'm going to stay in the hardcore realm for now. We'll start off mm. hardcore. And now I feel like this is a record that anyone who's heard it or given it any time love it, and it's probably a classic to them. Okay. But and the the impact it's had on music that everyone listens to is completely lost. Mm. I think. I'm going to go Silent Majority, Life of a Spectator. Oh. So I'm going to let you go. But I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you talk, but you just enraged a certain listener. What, everyone from 516 and 631? Yes. Yeah. That's them. Everyone else in the country is like, well, that's what oh, I, mean. I, I am curious to hear about this. Yes. Well, sure, like when we were saying the parameters earlier, this is who I was thinking of because like, if you, you know, anyone of the, like, the crime and stereo yep. scene know this is a great, incredible record mm-hmm. and it's impacted everyone. Yes. If you like Taking Back Sunday, it's because of Silent Majority. If you like Glassjaw, it's because of Silent Majority. If you like Brand New. <clears throat> Does younger Long Island understand how important Silent Majority is? They do. They do. Okay. Because if you think of, like, all those young, I mean... Well, that's that's it's my a lot question. of like dudes in you know with a solo cup at the show mm-hmm. like you know this is cool yeah <laughs> I remember when I was fucking twenty yeah mm-hmm. but also I think if you talk to the think about it the rule of the malls the yeah all those younger folks in these bands yeah hangman they're all twenty four they all fucking love some you know what I mean okay. I think they get it so shout yeah. out to Long Island for for holding that musical yeah holding that musical uh, museum up because yeah I think Silent Majority is a band who for a moment. Had a moment, not full on national, but yeah, Long Island. Tr- they were the biggest thing going. Long Island, they were the biggest thing going. I think in other parts of New York and then some of New Jersey, people liked them, and then it faded. It was like a weird, like a radio signal. Yeah, it just huge in North Carolina and Louisville. <laughs> How about that? Weird oh, kind of makes sense actually. I mean, I toured with them, <laughs> so I know. <laughs> but like, there's some because pre- all it took was like someone to take that record home from New York and bring it to North Carolina, and that was mm-hmm. it. Louisville. It might have been like the By the Grace of God, whoever it was. Right. Like Tom and the Randall lean was, to the more melodic stuff too. You know, yeah, but like for what I, it was like back then, it was almost like you play a show with this band, you bring that record home, and everyone's fucking obsessed with that record. 
You know what I mean? So set the table on Silent Majority a little bit, because I guarantee there's people who are hearing us talk about it, like, sure. what are you guys even talking so, about? So, um, Band from Long Island, um, kind of like seven seconds of Veil type stuff. Um, really, like, good lyrics, good singer, not like, it's uh, Tommy was a singer that you're like, I could, I could do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that, no not, disrespect. Yeah. Not me, but yeah. But you know what I mean? It's not like one of those things you're like, I would never be able to pull this off. Mm-hmm. He like had like a kind of like a talky sort of yes, you know, gravelly kind of, um, you know, a lot of like Long Island, very 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 Long Island, which might be something that works against them, because even yeah. as someone from Brooklyn, they have a song about you know Gilgo Beach, that means zilch to me. I don't. Oh, know. I know now because they kept finding the, um, yeah the women's parts. Oh, like, yes, that's right. yeah. That's the only reason. I mean, most people know Gilgo Beach, but like, mm. this is a song about like him as a kid saying like how like twenty five years from now we're still all gonna be friends, and like I'm gonna have a daughter and she's gonna be in a band, and it ended up being that he did have a daughter. Like, no. it, it kind of uh, like worked yeah. out. It's like very but, sweet. But she's a SoundCloud rapper. She, uh, she, I don't think she's anything yet. Mm. Maybe she'll be in a band. Mm. Um, but I think you know, like they played some reunions and they were like gigantic. Yes. Um, but I think they kind of like. Record was out of print. Yeah, like I don't think you can actually buy a Silent Majority record. I don't think you've been able to buy a Silent Majority record for fifteen years. They were on Exit, yep. which we all know went mm-hmm. away. Well, yep. To they Greece. were on Initial. Uh, yes, also Goodbye. went away. R.I.P. Um, and like they never really kind of like we were saying like n- they never really hustled to do anything like I'd like to keep it impressed. Not right. even like you know like right. I, Where's I the think label it's on like spot? It might be on streaming at this point. Right, I think but it like is. they never like. You know, I know that people have approached them about being like, do like a 500 run just on vinyl, just so it's out there. And they were right. like, nah. Huh. I, don't I wonder know why. why. I don't know. See, because that, that happens with bands who will be like, nah, it's cool. And that's fine. I get it. I respect the wishes. I, I don't get it. I respect it. I don't get it. <sighs> okay. So the argument is, ah, we just don't want to deal with it. Oh, do you think, pe- I think there's some that's actual insecurities and people are like, oh, do you think people even care? And then there's some like, of the idea of like, nah, it's cool just as it is. I like it just being this preserved. Like frozen in amber. This is it. If you want it, you got to track it down, et cetera, et cetera. And like, I get that impulse, and I, but I also think about the longstanding. Man, I, I, I like holding things. I like physical media as much as the next guy. But what I really want is for people to be able to hear whatever this is, if I think yeah, it's quality. Yeah. You know what I but mean? But I mean, I think the whole like, you know, if you want it, you got to go find it. Mm-hmm. When there were only like, you know... How many records did they sell in 1997, 2000? I have no and idea. And how many made it off the island? That's what I'm saying. So it's like, how are you going to find it? It's not like, oh, you want to find out about you know old blues music or you want to find out about Led Zeppelin. You go and fucking track down Led Zeppelin B-sides, whatever the fuck you whatever want Whatever the fuck but you like, want. But yeah. like, it's so finite that it's kind of like, if you don't get a tape from your friend, you're never going to get it. Right. And so this is the equalizer of streaming because it is all on streaming. It now, is. Okay. Which which props on that because that's cool. But for a long time, if you wanted to track down Silent Majority stuff, you were having to like dig around for it. Yeah. You know? So so what do we think are the holdbacks? Why didn't this go big more nationally? We said because it's so geographically tied to Long Island that yeah. that might be something ho- people have a hard time right. like Not even New connecting. York, not the Northeast. It's like the sandbar of Long Island. <laughs> it's so, it's like, like how you like say like crust like represents Jersey Shore mm-hmm. almost. Oh, sure. The, the band crust. Yeah, not, yes, not the yes, music. Not, yeah, K, not C. Yeah. Um, 
it's the same kind of deal that it's just like this is Long Island. It's yeah, it, and that's why like you can like VOD or you can like Incendiary or you could like Bayside and everybody likes Sound Majority, right? You know what I mean? It just it's yeah. It be, it, before we guess at why it might not be good, I, I just want to say Tom undersells this. This is maybe a perfect melodic hardcore record. Like I th- I think that it is hard to find its equal. I you, thought he nailed the spacing of it, though. It's between a veil and seven seconds. That's not that's not wrong. It has it's as un- good as any veil record, and it has yes. a unique placing in production that feels '90s, but like melodic yep. '90s. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of any bands who I specifically would say sound like them. Though, but they all do. But they all have. Yes, they all. all every Long <laughs> yeah. Island band is referencing them. Yeah, and, right, and right. actually, to our listeners who are, this is a band that I think is kind of caught in a time period now but like if you enjoyed those the first um uh efforts from the band polar bear club literally polar bear club was attempted that's to exactly be, right to be this that's band. A good they took the name from the yeah. song, the song. Yeah. And, exactly. and so if you enjoyed that material in my view this is the superior version and it is I, like truly it's it's really i don't want to say it's peerless because seven seconds you can find albums that are yes, yes. And, and and dixie i would put very close, and, right. and mm-hmm. but and there are. Melodic I mean, that's hard- pretty fucking rarefied air. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like, I would say this. Yeah, is- that's in the melodic hall of fame. But I think yes. the majority. What's the the first record? Uh, that's the LP. That's yeah, the first the LP. LP. They had two seven inches out before this, and then they put out a record, uh, an EP on um, initial after. This. Life of a Spectator is the LP, and I feel like that's in the melodic hardcore hall. It's got to be, no yeah. question. Yeah, so it's a so perfect, this- perfect record. Yeah, and and like so for older people, seven seconds. Avail anything like that for people who are newer. If you like hardcore, but also like Run for Cover, if you like right. Title Fight, yeah, this doesn't title sound fight, like Title Fight, but you sh- anxious, yeah, you should go and listen if to you, this. Yeah, record. right. If you go, if you like um, anything, maybe before Floral Green for Title Fight, you would love yeah. this. If oh, yeah. you like, it's funny when you when you when you're saying like if you're younger, you know who pops in my head, which ages me, Crime Stereo. Yes. Oh yeah. If you like Crime and Stereo, you'd like this, but like that's probably like an older man band. And I almost, I would almost, I don't like Crime and Stereo enough quite to put them on this my personal list. But they're a band who I think could qualify for this list. They're up in there in the in the like I think people have forgotten them a little bit, and they were loved so much. And I would say they're in the melodic hardcore hall of fame. That's a whole other story. Oh yeah. So that's a future entry. Those records are great. What's it? The something stateside. What is that? Um, the troubled stateside. Troubled stateside. Great record. Uh, I like uh, is dead uh, quite a bit too. Is that the one know. with Christian's face on it? No, it's the it's later. It's the uh, it's just crime and stare. I think it's the. Oh, I seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. Um, it's cool. It's weird. But yeah, I think Silent Majority. It's yeah. It's like Run for Cover. It's not you know. It's not like the shoegazy stuff. No, it's it's, but it's it's the like no, more hardcore. Sta- you sta- like hardcore, but you also out. yes, yeah. This you yeah. like hardcore, but you also like Run for Cover. So, right. If you like any of the like, it was pretty much like. Dillinger Four for Straight Edge Kids, okay, yeah, like that kind of that's idea. Fine. I'll that's go also with that. old, old people. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. But like that kind of like gravelly, like I'm psyched at the show. I'm going to throw a PBR. Yeah, but this, they were like this edgemen. to me is tumble off the stage during a during a sing along. Like this is like the stage dive that is accidental. So I, th- I think this is great. You toured with them. That's why they failed because <laughs> they we toured together. That's but, why we both failed. But they they were done by they're done touring by 2000. A one maybe even? maybe it might right. have been before because I feel like a one might have been blood red. Yeah, I feel like they were it like winding red. down ninety nine to two thousand kind of you know. Um, I mean, never went to Europe. 
Never went to Europe. Never went outside the States. Did they, they made it out West. Yes. I mean, I was there. Like, yeah, we there, literally right. played in front of All like, the 12s time. of people. And certain places would be great. Yeah. Seattle, like, but like we played California in front of nobody. And they were on exit. Yes. And I think that wreckage and exit had so much more of a foothold in the New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut, like Metro Northeast. And I, not that those records didn't get out everywhere else. I think but they, they did. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times we went into like a hardcore record store and it wouldn't. We'd go to like Ear Ecstasy in Louisville and be like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. There's like no records here of our, of any ba- of our bands. Like it would be like right. Indecision, Millhouse, Silent Majority, no records. Right. And I think that's a funny comment to make is the idea that distribution of hardcore records was different at that time, too. Yeah, I mean, if you put there were this, things, there was very, there was, uh, there was Rev, there was all these distros, yeah, but, not the, but yeah. it wasn't the way it was now. The network of it wasn't where it got to by even five years later. So this, all right, so this record is ninety seven. Yep. What? What's a label around then that this comes out on? Because I always felt like if we, if like, from my own personal experience, like if Indecision was on Victory. Yep. We would have had a different trajectory in different ways. If this, re- if Silent Majority came out on Revelation, it would have been huge, really, really big. And I think there's a couple others. I think Initial would have done well, and especially at the time, um, if this had been on Jade Tree three years later, it yes, would have been huge, yeah. huge, huge, one hundred percent. So, if you also like Lifetime, yes, yeah. that's another kind of yes. I think would work Parallel for them for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> we gotta do the melodic hardcore hall of fame now that we're talking about every it's, every it's, act. We already we, we've got some hall of fame episodes okay. in 2020. So. Um, all right, uh, you're up. That's mine. Thank you. Good one. Oh, I'm back up. You back? Uh, snake order. What do you want to do? No, no, no. Let's see. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm not going to keep it on Mike O. Then I will go. Yeah, and, skip around. I'll uh, skip around. Um, let's see. I wanted. I want to pick a, an act that I haven't talked to death uh, on. Are you looking at your iTunes? I'm looking at like things that I'm that I've. Okay. Pre- okay. A lot okay. of pre-production. I think Bob and I are going to fight about this. Oh, okay. Fall, Carrie, get the camera ready. Silent drunken violence. Mm. All right. Is that the one that's on Rev? Yes. Yes. It's in your top five Rev records, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Is that the one with like the the desert looking yes. thing on the front? Yes. Yep. There's literally nothing about it that's appealing. And it, the record before the EP before this is awesome. Is that superstructure? Nineteen oh yeah one nine nine seven or whatever yeah. and that didn't come out on Rev. No, I forget yeah, what it came out pre- on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, uh, there, no, there's factors here that I think are why it didn't. So, so sell it. S- no, describe it first, and then we then can, we can sell, sell this. I think. Yeah, because <laughs> I think there's bands now that you go that don't realize that straight from the path and incendiary sound like false silent. Mm. Okay, so that's an interesting conversation. You're saying that because of the vocals. And the rappiness. That's what I mean. Right. That's, that's well, I mean. drunken violence. Drunken violence is a lot faster. It's right? very fast. Yes. It's not the fucking like. It might be one of the fastest records Patrick will publicly cop to liking. Yes. It's completely different from that 1997 record. I don't yeah. think it's completely different because th- that was like rap. Yeah, I know. And, he and, talks about Horatio Alger in the fucking. Yeah, listen, Mister Alger, please. Uh, it, so, Fall Silent, Reno, Nevada. Yes, Reno. Uh, Peculiar band. This is Reno, not Skino. <laughs> Peculiar band. Do you uh, just like every band from Reno? Is that your deal? Yes, I like Unconquered, all- Seven <laughs> Seconds, and yeah. Fall Silent. <laughs> yes. Um, I was the guy with the samurai sword. Um, so, okay. It is um, fast, as you said. Uh, it, really 
blazingly fast on a couple tracks. And fast in a way that they played fast core shows. Yes, 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 yes. Despite being a band I would more associate with like metal. See, core. I don't. They I were don't. a Gehenna band though, weren't they? Didn't they play yes. with Gehenna a lot? Yeah, they did. They did. And, um, and so a lot of, like they would play shows with like 65 and like that kind of stuff. Okay, so this is this is actually a f- fun conversation because you were into fast stuff at this time. Yes, and I and do not accept this as part of that. And no, you know what? It is, but it's like um, an ugly branch. Okay, see, that's where you Would and I differ. Different so if much? it wasn't on Rev. Yes, hundred percent. Like you think if this was on like. I think if this was on uh, prank. five or Prank, it would be received really differently. Yes. Like, would it be, would you remember really differently? Different? No, probably not, because no. I just didn't like this sound. See, they, they fall, and what it was being released with is a really odd time, because that's and coming out is. around the same time as, like, Will Haven. Yes. On Rev. Uh, uh, this is an example of wrong label, wrong time on every level. Yes. Exactly. And, and wrong art, I think the art on the record. Uh, doesn't do it any favors. When I think of that art, I think of like you ever see like the picture of like we're gonna dress up like we're old timers in yes. like the Southwest and like everyone's gonna hold like a, a musket and yes. we're gonna make believe we're drinking yes. at a like those things that you go to like an amusement park. Yes. Thousand percent, yes. right? Is that am I? I can p- almost picture. I mean, it, it's it's more artfully done than that, but that's the vibe. Yes, right. <laughs> it's the vibe, <laughs> and it's the wave. I, I wave this is the way. I honestly, um, I haven't watched that yet. It's really good. This band is intentionally unlikable. Would yeah. you say that's fair? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you can only do that once people don't like, like once people like your band. So, so I feel like it's a dangerous thing when people so don't. It's fast. Yeah. It's it's like fast and it's fast. well played though. Let's not it, take anything it away from it. Yeah, yeah, it's technically it's proficient for sure. Yeah, I pitch vocals. Uh, yeah, uh, the vocals hurt my hurt me on this a lot. I can understand that. Um, so Tom points out this band went through a lot of stylistic, um, uh, tangents. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. w- w- <laughs> they were like a moshcore band at one point. Uh, yes, they had real rappy elements yeah. at one point, but mm-hmm. not, uh, you know what? I don't, I know rhythmic I hesita- singing. Yes. I hesitate to call it like, we're going to confuse people if we call it rapping. Is that fair too? Although they did have album art that was graffiti influenced at the same time that the man is practically rapping. This is a very confusing band. Yeah. But, but well, that's why Patrick likes them. Here's the deal. I don't know that they're singular in this time and space either. There was a lot of this weird jam up in California at this time. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, of this weird, like, yeah, like what you were saying, more, more bouncy, mm-hmm. rhythmic stuff and then into fast stuff. And there's almost none of that that really catches me in mm. California. Almost See, none of it. I I think that this is uh, lyrically superior to almost anything uh, that I know in, argue. in fast core. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't argue. Like it, it's it's lyrically, it's it's uh, pushing in directions. They're not always successful, but it's trying. And uh, I don't think many people go to fast stuff for the lyrics. Right? Not wrong. <laughs> Bob's also not wrong that the vocals are going to either you're Very either great. yes or no on this you know yeah, I mean? yeah. mike ski level yeah not quite that bad no i think no it's no close. but no 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 i'm not saying and i'm not saying people like mike ski's vocals too i like oh. mike ski vocal way more than most people do right but i'm saying so that's not a diss but it's no, like that saying, level of high yeah and when i said not that bad i meant not that alienating it's that level of polarizing it makes yes. me sound you're like in or you're out. yes yes yo how do you go high pitch but not piss people off the way that all these motherfuckers do I got that like gritty distortion in it. Is that what it I, is? I mean, listen to fucking Rob Fish. Yeah, His voice yeah. is pretty goddamn high. 
And he pulls it off. Some of you really, you. Can I rip it off? Yeah, well, we, we all learn from. We learn, we learn from <laughs> Tom Fish. Okay, so. Uh, that's, that's, that's all I'm going for. Tom uh, De La Fish. That's really all I want to do. So I've big Fall up silent. I've big up this band, and Bob has looked at me the same way every time that I've big up this band uh, on this. Podcast. When did this record come out? That's a, a great one, question. Maybe? You aren't working. F- no, 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 no. Years before me. Yeah, it is years before. Uh, it, it is uh, this. I wasn't into what Rev was putting out at this time, if I no. recall. Uh, there was no reason for me to check this out, as Bob points out, it, or, or as Tom points out, it is a not the sexiest cover that ever existed. Although no. I, I, I do like it, uh, and you know what I don't like about it is I don't like I I, I feel like the the actual work is good. Yeah, there's just no central point of it. It's just not. Well, it's also there's like, no focus to it. You, you, where does your eye go f- on the cover? I right. feel like, like it's lacking. It's like a ghost. It's town, like a talented it? artist yeah. who just um, doesn't know the golden rule or something like that. Oh, you see, I, I mean? see, I, I, that's certainly okay. I'm, I'll accept that. But I think another part of it is who needs a hardcore record about the fucking old west. Um, but, I lived it. So it's a little bit alienated on that level. Um, <laughs> now, if you saw this band's uh, earlier material. I think I had heard Superstructure before this, it, it, which might be a compilation of their. It st- might have been like I their think early it might be seven inch. Um, then this is a stylistic change, although I don't think as big a stylistic change as maybe you gentlemen do. Sure. Uh, but the Drunken Violence, two thousand two. But uh, and when oh, nineteen ninety seven came out. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna. When did nineteen ninety seven come out? I mean, that would be a funny uh, troll if it came out. That would be like who know. was buried in Grant's tomb. Nineteen hundred ninety seven, Moo Cow Records. Moo Cow, yeah. that's right. Wow, Have they do clenched fist, clenched fist, black eyes by seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do Sesame, the Sesame Street song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunny, and it kicks into like. They were like they were doing like anal cunt stuff, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a band that like you know at one point. Oh yeah, and they did do a record on sixty five before did the they? LP. Yeah, Life Beautiful but Heartless. That's right. Uh, and they have a new record on Rev just two, two years, years ago. ago. Car yeah. Return. Did you like that record? I did. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think I've I, heard people say that that they that if they were fans of False Silent, did the last which is record wild good. though. Like that just kind of like. Out. Yeah, well, uh, so nobody's there. You know, it's me and forty dudes in Reno that like this band. So it's it, it, you know, you, how well can you do? But the, but the uh, uh, my thing here is that it is um, it took chances. Not all of them pay off, but the ones that do are very rewarding. So I'm back in this record. If you like fast and can listen to this with an open mind and don't need to be like this is. This never got approval. Is that fair to say? Not full approval. I think they were... Because I'm not asking if you care about no, this. No, I'm no, just no, for, no. I'm for, for our younger more, listeners. You know, for the, I feel as though they were in a different space, but similar to some of these other pocket West Coast bands. Mm. They had a cult of personality and a cult of following that you see around... You know, Curl Up and Die was much different, and I think actually it was bigger than False Island. And it wouldn't be arguable, yeah. right? And they worked harder, did more. But they had a specific, like, really hardcore fan base on the West Coast and in a couple different spots. False Island, I think, had a smaller version of that. And I would extend that. I don't want to say this only about those kind of bands or this sort of sound because I think you could extrapolate that to other West Coast hardcore bands where it was like, this is ours. We love it so much. You know, and that could be something 
from the thrashcore world like Scholastic Death or something in the more poppy world like uh, Shook Ones. You know what I mean? Where it's like you could see them on the right show out there and you'd think, whoa, this if this is the reaction they get here, then this must be the biggest band ever. You know, I, you know? I don't like living in the past at all like like and saying broad things about how a time was cooler, but the what you just said made me really reflect on the fact that there was a lot of personality at yeah. that time. Not everything was good. There was no. a lot of ass, to be honest, but a lot of personality. Well, and that's that's where I fall and fall silent. Is that mm. it's now with the frame of age, yeah, in the lens of time, it's easier to look at it and go, you know what? It had its personality. It's really unique to talk about, like a record cover that looks like superstructure being, you know, leading into this like kind of playing in a fast core world. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Um, but it it's like a dy- like dystopia uh, uh, right. logo. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're playing shows <laughs> with Cavity and I Hate God and Life's Halt. Yeah, and you know, like what? And I don't. Uh, that's not to disparage today either. I think it's out there. I think there's a bit more homogenization on the surface level of stuff right now, and yeah. you could feel it. But I think if we dug under, you'd find it. I think oh, LA. I-, I think LA actually has a really interesting kind of. Uh, culture clash right now where they have this super DIY punk scene that's really eclectic and weird and they also have a hardcore scene that's quite eclectic and weird and cool but those are really different places which I also, is interesting I think my take the same on, space my take on our current era is that no diss to the bands of the last six years or so I think there's more personality emerging now than there has been in the recent memory well, I think that's right so um <laughs> Thank you. So, Banana bread. Anyway, Fall Silent, Drunken Violence, wrong label, also wrong band. Never going to be big. Uh, I just think that but this... you fuck with it. I think this is a hidden gem. All right. Uh, I'll go next for something that I don't... I would be so curious what Patrick would think of this. Mm. For something completely different. Fast Break, Fast Cars, Fast Women, 1998 on Big, Big Wheel, Wheel recording, on right? Big Wheel Records, but Record. the vinyl came out on Underestimated. So shout out to uh, Anton. Chicago, Anton Fetter. He put out the Indecision Record. He put out, out Unorthodox on He's vinyl. Good dude. Very I haven't kind. heard from him in probably 20 years. Uh, still doing well from what I've told. Good for him. He was always really cool. He did a really nice job. Fast Break. Have you heard Fast Break? Okay. You're going to have to help me out. Oh, boy. Yes. Connecticut. Then moved to Boston. Oh, sure. Um, Revelation label would. mates. Are they okay? So, so hold on. Steve Pika. Who who coach, sang about gambling? Coach. Floor punch. Floor punch. Okay. So, okay. Saturday okay. Night. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So that's AC on Saturday night. Fifty on red. Better be right. You want to go down? We can go. Forty-five minutes. Hit. <laughs> So the floor terrible. punch song. The floor punch song. The floor punch song. I refuse to to go off for. I mean, that's <laughs> the hit, right? I mean, people that, love it. If you don't know floor punch, that's the song you. Yes, know. correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. That's why I don't like them. Okay, so yo, it's the song that I go. It's where I'm too serious for the room on it. Yes, yeah. correct. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, fast break. They have you know music is my girlfriend. Oh, that's right. the next record. So that's right, the next right, right. But so fast break. Let me give you the the chronology. Connecticut Straight Edge Band. Yep. Start 94, 95. Don't early. get the credit they deserve for being really early and really young. Right at the cornerstone. Is this right a, there? A, a, yeah. is it younger me? brother. The singer right, of Fast Break is the younger brother of Kevin, yeah. the singer of Cornerstone. Pat Rourke. Uh, Kevin Rourke. Yeah. Kevin he was a guitar player. Uh, 
album art? Is it is it literally photos of like cars and shit? That's right. Okay. That's this record. Okay, so that's this record. But, but it's like kind of streamlined. It yeah. says like fast it, break on it. When you talk about drunken violence, the cover, I was like, oh, for something totally different, but the same. So they start off Youth Pride Demo 95. Mm. They're like 16-year-olds, basically. Yeah. They do a 7-inch shortly thereafter, 96, Don't Stop Trying. That. that is straightforward so youth, youth crew, crew kind of cover fast break go like youth pride pride is what i feel in the sounds of the past pride is what we live for it will always last but they do that they do a really small run of a seven inch called where it lies on stand hard records they do a split with 10 yard fight on big wheel oh on contention actually let me correct myself then they do fast cars fast women up to this point fast break is a straight edge hardcore band fast cars fast women comes out and it's called fast cars fast women and the cover art is a car like a sh- old like chevy a, or something yeah like, like a, a zoomed in like front end of a, a red chevy right okay yes. and then the back is a cover of them looking a little bit too crisp yeah what we call douchey i think is the word that is a word that people would use for sure yeah and what they did was essentially one pivot to the money my dude now you'd think that but then you listen to the record and go wait <laughs> there's no money here aesthetic pivot yep image pivot and then you realize wait these dudes just turned from 17 to like 20 19 you know what i mean right. this record comes out in 98 so they're like 19 or 20 year olds now and the record's great it is fast hardcore yep it's melodic if you like in my eyes mm. you would Love this record. Love I argue this is better than either in my eyes record. Mm. I would agree. It's using a lot of the same kind of guitar stuff going on, a lot of like pitchy kind of like fast guitar stuff. There's really fast, quick hardcore songs, like a forty second song. Um, it's melodic, but it's not poppy. So it that's is, the next record. That's the next. This, this record. is like the and go between. This, this is like, exactly right, and that falls in. And I actually considered like because I actually I am one of fifteen humans on the planet who celebrate all eras of fast. Break. I agree. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I like the there. early stuff. Yeah. I think they were exceptional at, and they were very young. And then they did this record, and then it was they a got pivot, lifetime. And records. then they went yeah. lifetime yeah. slash precursor to the whole. Like if this record came out in 2005, they would have been set your goals. You know what I mean? Easy, they would have been yeah. huge. They just did in 2000, and the idea, and this is what happened. People thought they were douchey. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, what happened to the hoodies? Why don't you play the old material? So what happens is they release this record in 1998. Probably the wrong timing for it. Maybe a year too late. Yeah. But also, the aesthetics hurt it even worse. Yep. The fact that it was just like, what what is this going on? The looked fact like, that looked it looked like a mid-period triple crown release or something. Looked shit. like it could be a, a, a Texas is the reason record or a Sunny Day Real Estate. I think it's cornier, than, cornier looking than that actually. It, it could be, but but it just came out that way, right? And and at that time, like there was like the the in my eyes, the mm-hmm. like there was that in, in my eyes, like the the Rev Tour, like all yep. those bands that were on. It was like hands tied. All these bands all that were stuff. coming around, and they and, were sort of and they were kind of going a little different. But Even though different. they no, not that different. Sonically, right in the mix. Right, just looks it was wise, just right. the looks wise, yeah. and like they started making T-shirts that look different, you know. Right, <laughs> and so that stuff at that time, literally in the moment, hurt that record. Despite the fact that if you're like someone like me, who's on the younger side for that late '90s shit, I was all in on Fastbreak already, and I heard this record, I was like, it's great. Oh, the cover art's lame. 
Okay. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Not the first Whatever. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that mad. Whatever. Fine. I didn't even know better to think it was that lame. But dudes who were older than me were like, oh, you changed, man. But if you listen to the record, it's an evolution of their sound. The next record on Rev, which I could have done a similar like, man, maybe people now would like this record. It's sure. it's, it's it's poppy, but the dudes knew what they were doing. Um, this record is a very good, fast, and melodic hardcore record that is less melodic than people would probably acknowledge it. This isn't in print anymore, I would imagine, right? It hasn't been in print for 20 years. Now, Big Wheel. I remember they had comps. They had all this sort of stuff. What was Who, who did Big Wheel? Did I think know? it was this guy, Rama, uh, okay. a guy from Boston who was Just around there. in the 90s. Yeah. And they were sort of that weird uh, space between hardcore and indie that existed in Boston. Yeah, and later, later made was, a push towards indie in a bigger way. Much bigger, yeah. Was it Extent fanzine? Yeah. From Boston? Yep. Was that yep. LaCroix? I think so. Because yeah. yeah. I feel like I had comps from them yep. with Big Wheel Records. They came was with those like, Big Wheel comps. Yep. Yes. So Big Wheel existed and then continued pushing more to an indie space. Okay. Because it already was there. It just did some hardcore that was in its right. yeah. Then they general went to, like, the Piebald route. Yes, exactly. Right. And then it disappeared. So the record's been out of print for a long time. It did. It had a vinyl pressing on Underestimated. Cool small label. But that's been out of print forever too, you know. Right. I mean, so, it didn't probably do it more than never a did a repress. Yeah. I don't think a repress is coming anytime soon. No, life is on taken. streaming. No, only can get it on YouTube. So we got to work on that. Uh, I think this record still, and if I when I listen to it next to the first in my eyes LP, it holds up and is a little better. Uh, the second in my eyes LP, they changed their sound a little bit, and I like it a lot. But this record is one of the best of that entire era that's celebrated and people like. And I don't think it gets the love it deserves. Why? Record cover, the general opinion and vibe of the band pushed them out of the canonical like classics. But yo, I'm telling you, in 1996, if you ask dudes who were around, yeah, it was Floor Punch. Yeah, it was, in my eyes, demo was coming 97. But Fast Break and Ten Yard Fight were right in that mix. And Fast Break was a better band than Ten Yard Fight. Agreed. And they've just been lost since time. They then follow this record up with a record on Rev, the song Your Music Is My Girlfriend, as the single. They do Was that the title of the LP, too? The title of the LP is Whenever You're Ready. That's right. I, so it has a very, it's very yet. vanilla, it's very plain looking cover, and it was clear that they were going popular, going more saves the sure. day, and that more lifetime, it was v- advertised as such. And it just didn't catch. And they didn't tour enough. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, this is Mike Wiebe, and I'm the singer in a band called The Riverboat Gamblers. And I'm Zach Blair. I play guitar in a band called Rise Against. Mike and I also have a band called The Draculas, and we also have this great, amazing new podcast called Zach and Mike Make Three. 
Yeah, each week we're going to ask ourselves and we're going to ask our guests what three favorite things they are into at that moment or in their entire lives. And then we're either going to agree with them or we're going to make fun of them. And uh, you're going to listen to it and you're going to like it or we will make fun of you. How about that? I just flipped it on you, the person listening to this right now. But we're going to do it every week here on the Sound Talent Network. Once again, it's called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. By the way, while this is all happening, the dude who was writing all the fat, well, not all, but the main guy from Fast Break, Pat, also was writing the Right Brigade demo, Demo 98, which wow. takes off. Right. It becomes one of the biggest bands. But like one same person is shitting all over Fast Break and yeah. dying to get the new Rival Game material. Which right. really and then some of those dudes happens. went on to like the explosion, right? And all uh-huh. that. Yep. So like and there was dudes, explosion there was, was probably around. There were shared members within my eyes at the time too. And right. like so there was it was kind of a, a small bowl up there, but yeah. somehow somehow in the long run, Fast Break's the one that got lost in the mix. Right. I think this record especially is a great entry point. If you want something more straightforward, you go backwards to Don't Stop Trying. Uh, the split with Tenured Fight, their material is excellent, but this record is fucking awesome. Uh, should not get lost. Everyone should check it out, honestly. And we will work to get that. Yeah. <laughs> on, on getting it on there. Well, regarding Murphy, that, so I was offered a job uh, years ago uh, to... Clean Chevys? <laughs> there was... Uh, so, okay. So, I cleaned out uh, the Tough Gong Warehouse uh, in Kingston, yes. Jamaica, right? Yes. I had to inventory all these 45s from mm-hmm. whatever, 1990, right? Yes. A lot of like this second... Oh, you don't know the story. It's a good No, one. but like... Um, Hold Fast. Joe, yeah. In Asbury. Mm. The guy Joe goes down to Kingston, Jamaica and buys... Like yes, records oh, like could have sold him twenty two thousand of them. He probably uh, might have been there since. He's then. bought yes, yeah. There's I, a little no joke. chance. Yeah. Yeah. I had so, an inventory about like it was it was like eighty thousand. Yes, it was insane. At yes. any rate, uh, Sean Duty go with you on that one. Uh, he he went with me to uh, uh, do, to to itemize or rather inventory uh, the masters. Shout out to Sean. This is a dude who is uniquely suited for this in a way that yes. I can think of Perfect. very few others. Got it. Perfect. It was a good time with him, but. So, okay, around that time, I was offered a job in Jamaica, which would be, I would be working, I would be living in, in uh, Miami, which is why I didn't took the, take the job. I had just oh, re- nice. I know, but I had just relocated to San Diego, had That's a girlfriend fine. at the time, whatever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I, uh, the job was to put this shit on streaming. Yeah. Which, n- much, much of it had never been even digitized you Correct, know what i mean yes. there's no format other than vinyl and the masters are largely lost for much of yes. this but uh so the, much of that stuff is so coveted and it's quality so well, well there was an interesting era i want to say i want to say it was uh, late 80s early 90s is an interesting era where there's a flood of of uh, drug dealers attempting to wash their cash mm-hmm. by 
saying that by billing themselves for studio hours and money laundering by putting out a record and saying, oh, the record cost $65,000. Right. <laughs> so like, anyway, there was a whole scam going on. And that stuff, uh, what little of it is good, uh, people, yeah, it's very coveted. Yeah, the stuff and, that's and, good is and, really good. So at any rate, uh, my job was to be to find these men many of whom <laughs> are dead. I would be talking to their families because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those people, that they didn't even come to pick up their masters because they'd been shot dead in the street. You, you know? were getting rights. You were getting sign-offs. Yes, getting yeah. sign-offs for the rights. Uh, and the, I, really, I would have put me in like these Kingston like like shanty areas, basically, knocking on doors with like dudes that are blind. Being well, like, and you look uniquely suited for that job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Uh, but... We need a hardcore version where we're knocking on the glycoma uh, eyeball guy's door being like, hey. Uh, you the know, email's axtogrindpodcast at gmail.com. There Let's you go. go. Hey, Pat Rorick with your glycoma. <laughs> He's younger than you probably. <laughs> I mean, glycoma could probably hit anybody. I don't know. Um, but uh, all right. Let's, who's next? Um, all right. So guide me here. I have a metal discussion a hardcore adjacent uh, discussion, a hardcore one, and two indie rock. Go give us a give us an indie now. Okay. Um, so when we first when you first mentioned this mm. topic, um, the first thing that popped in my head was a record called uh, Copper Blue by a band called Sugar. Sure. I mean, is this is this not? Is, I think this is getting love now. Slowly but surely. Um. I remember this as a kid. Yep. And it was like, I, at, you know, this is 1994 or mm-hmm. something. Quite honestly, couldn't give really a fuck about who's do at that point. Sure. You know what I mean? I was like, I like fucking Marauder. And to be honest, if you heard this record before you heard who's do, you're going to like this better. I still do. Yeah. Quite honestly. Um, I think it's one of the best. Uh, it's my. It's one of my favorite like rock records ever. It's Bob Mould from who's do. Yep. Another three piece. Um it's just it's I cannot think of another band that sounds like this. Can you? I mean, are you familiar with this record? Yes, I am. Do you like it? Yeah, it's almost perfect. Um like you, I can't think of like I don't love it the way that it sounds like you love it, I but, love it, it. but it's like undeniable it's, yeah. it's undeniably great. Um it definitely more more peaks, more highs than anything Husker Du did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff to get through Husker Du to get to the fucking, like, correct, the, the real kind of good stuff, though. Yeah, and, and this this is just a, practically a, a, it could have been somebody else's greatest hits. Um, yeah, that's it, yeah. So, so uh, Only two records. Yep. One uh, and an EP, and this, that was it. Right. This is, uh, for our listeners who love uh, hardcore adjacent stuff where it feels like like perhaps the guitar playing is informed by uh, like but, punk and hardcore yeah but yes. but but not certainly not in that space definitely not using the same pedals um it, it is uh it's going to make sense to you uh if you love uh the 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 more um not faster paced but it, if your love of stuff on if your love of indie rock or going all the way from um like you know um, matador indie to to uh, run for cover indie if your space within that is you like the stuff that has a bit more up tempo uh it pushes a, a little, little harder yeah yeah th- then this is where you there's no denying that this record influenced every one of those artists in yeah. some whether way, they know it form. or not yeah. Yeah, yeah like i think this is peak to me peak college 
rock yes. indie peak. Yes. yes. Peak hard, this is like Roots hardcore Jason. Yeah. To me. Like this is where I wouldn't I don't think you can call sugar hardcore at all. No. no. Who's no, no, do no. you can people can make an you argument can, you, but, you, but you, the you, stuff yeah. I like the most is more Jason. Yeah. Is more more leaning towards sugar. Where, when it hits sugar, I'm like, "Oh, yeah. This like, is this is this the is best Bob Mould record to me." Oh, yeah. I think it's better than Who's do. Wow. I I agree. Because we were saying, like, there's a lot of like, as a record, I think Husker do that you have to kind of cut through to get to like the fucking hardly getting over it, fuck it, or whatever. You know, what I, I mean? think you're totally right. I think this is probably his best album. This is his best right. singular creation because so much of that Husker do stuff. I really, I've been able to dig more into it. I'm happy that I have, but a lot of it's still dense, and a lot of the records still, it's like recordings are bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think like Pat was saying, like this could be anyone's greatest. This could be a greatest hits for most other bands. Yeah, and I totally agree. I think it's a, it's sort of heavy. Mm-hmm. Tar plan's really good. His lyrics are great. His vocals are great, and you'll never hear anybody that ever sounds like Bob Mould. No one's ever ripped him off because I guess you can't. He's almost no. like HR in that way that it's like you could try. Yeah, you could try, but then no one sounds like that. I bet you there's people who that's that's the point, right? There's people who try who don't pull it off, but do their and own, they end up, and they end up on their own space. That, right. Yeah, it's it's lesser than. But I think like what's like a a current day like analog to this, like a band. I'm trying to think like, uh, is there like a run for cover type band? That I don't know. I mean, like like turnovers not close enough to this. It's like no citizen. I, no, no. It ha- it ha- it, like I said, it push this pushes way more than those bands. No, no. Well, I think it's more concise. I think it's more concise and has a more unique voice to it. You could almost stage dive to this. I'm going by stage dive. By the way, backtracking. What kind of stage dive is uh, is fast break stage dive? Oh, like just like. Uh, Okay, it's the dive onto the crowd while people are singing along. Okay, because I said silent majority was stum- yeah fall off uh, singing along. I'm saying that fall silent is uh, <laughs> knees tucked forward jump, uh, inconsiderate. A- and uh, a knees tucked forward jump into no one. You put your <laughs> wow. feet down to, to land on the ground. <laughs> and what do you think sugar <laughs> is? It's kind of like uh, sugar is, roll is side on the top is, of the crowd. Is, is jump and roll. Yes. Then you roll on the crowd, and then, and then you, you're uh, trying to like sing along. Momentary crowd surf, and if you're really gung ho, you're singing along as you're on very top of the crowd. Very skinny white guy with bad hair. Yeah. Very skinny. Yes. Yeah. But I would say fast break. You got a good looking dude with nice crisp clothes diving. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Helpless is one of the best rock songs. In the last thirty years, why doesn't this get celebrated more? Um, I think because it's it. I mean, it's a record that's twenty five years old, one hundred percent, and something we should acknowledge with a lot of this. And it was on Rhino Records, which so is a label that's on originally. Yeah, yeah, really, right. So it was like on like a retrospective label. Yeah, uh, uh, when label it first came, it's the equivalent of like Threefold Misery coming out on fucking on Lost and Found for yeah. us. Yeah. You know, it's like what? Like this, right? That initial confusion is hard on people. right, yeah. and I think. If this came out on, you know, whatever the, you know, was Matador around in 1994? Yes. Or if this came out on Sub Pop or something yep. in 1994, it would probably be more relevant now. But I think it's like a, a, a perfect power pop record. What year was Nirvana? Uh, what was the year that your man Punk killed broke himself. the same? Your man what? killed himself. In 92. Yeah, it's 92. Because he died in 94. Mind, yeah. Okay, so it, my feeling is that Sugar uh, may have been entirely too smooth at that time they might have been too smooth and they might have gotten lost in the shift from had that come out in 1987 
I think it catches in the way that like the REM stuff yes, was catching. Precisely, 1, precisely. And it got lost because grunge came and the grunge alt wave washed over right. stuff of from that time. I think you can actually find a ton of really high quality indie college rock whatever you want to call it from like 91 to 95 that gets lost because like grunge and alternative or whatever the fuck yeah, like grunge and like, alternative and brit rock that was good then too but grunge and alternative was so popular that it didn't even get room to breathe in that space it almost yeah. like college in indie was negatively impacted not the same way that fucking hair metal was but it got overshadowed. So, so there, this, it was a lot. Everybody was struggling for oxygen. I have an analog to this. Yes. That people like younger folks like. If you like Dear You Jawbreaker. Oh, sure. You would like this. Yeah. Great, great comp to me. And like, I like it better than that, to be honest. So It's close to, I mean, it's, yeah. But like, I feel like if you like the like save your generation kind of like, that's what it this sounds like to me. I wonder if that's what Blake was going for. Mm. Uh, this uh, came out after. Uh, okay. I mean, Dear You came out after this. So, so to me, college rock that showed up late for class. Is that fair? Great. This is Alternative Nation. Yes. This is 120 <laughs> minutes <laughs> with some guy. Sometimes we're 180 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're up. I'm up. Do we want to go? Uh, uh, I'm going to let you guys choose. Are we going metal or are we going uh, punk? Go metal. Do you have a metal one? No. Okay. I've got, I got uh, two low-key ones and then one just straight, straight up hardcore one. So okay. go metal. All else failed. This never happened. I've never heard you mention all else failed before. Yeah, you like them? <laughs> Where are they from? Philadelphia? <laughs> Delco? Uh, I was going to mention another band right. I mention all the time, so the, you guys... Do it. Do it. Go. Um, okay. Uh, everybody knows I really like this band. Uh, uh, Archetype is the record that I think uh, both real people and posers uh, glob onto. Uh, this record is uh, uh, for the reels only. And sell it because uh, I've played with them and I've been uh, like adjacent to them for their entire 100 years. Yeah, yes, that's never caught for you. Yeah, what, so tell sell it, sell See, it on me. That's yes. interesting because sell having, this to having played with them, I think they're top five live acts I've seen in my life. I love them live, love, love, love. Wow. So, so if it missed you live, it might miss you, period. But this album has more. New I don't enjoy music when I'm playing. Okay. Well, I get so freaked out. There's yeah, yeah, shit yeah. going on. Yeah, Do yeah. you think you have to see Altfeld in Philadelphia to get the real experience? Um, let's be honest. Yes. Okay. And right. that's no disrespect. But no, it's it's <laughs> honest. It's, there's teams. There's there's teams. There's bands. When you see them play their home, it's like nothing. Oh, else. It's a different right? thing. Yeah. And it's a totally different thing. Um, so this is the record uh, where it was on. Um, fuck. Uh, not Pick up your phone and look. No, that's it, my version on that is some cheesy download. All else failed, name of the record. Oh, you want me to type while I do it? Okay. I'll do on. it. <laughs> Just talk about your brain. <laughs> Hold on. Right. Talk your shit. Vamp, yeah, and I'll do it. We'll okay. Um, it's not now or never. It's the fucking whatever. Anyway, the, the point is... Oh, uh, this never happened. Um, is it, so, uh, this is the record that... Uh, Atticus Recordings and Now or Never Records. Thank you. Two thousand four. And can we explain? Uh, well, Abacus. Yeah. Can we explain Abacus then? This uh, might answer. Well, let's jump to why this. Uh, Abacus was a hardcore label branch of Century Media that rised and falled very quickly. Yeah, and uh, there was stuff left. Uh, there was stuff left, kind of uh, semi-homeless. If you weren't already a big act that went over there for the paycheck, then you might have been in trouble when there was fell an apart. initial investment. 
that went away quickly when the returns were not immediate. Right. So Be charitable. Uh, was sick for all that? Yeah, yep. they were. So if and you were sick, so if you were sick of it all, this might not have hurt you. Yeah. But if you were all else failed, this hurt. You. This may have hurt you. So this is MIA records. Yes. Yeah. For all like yes, had a ton of like an influx of cash in the beginning. Yeah. Signed everybody. Yeah. They you know. The money went dry, and then it was like, well, let's. Then look. you had like a fucking, you know, uh, uh, darkest hour record that went nowhere because yeah. it was on MIA, and then and, it was gone. And I don't. The money went dry is the only part of that that I would even dispute because I don't think the money went dry because Century Media clearly had oh no, money no but like, but the, the money it was turned off. Correct. Yes. There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's the right way to say. And, it. and and also, this is a thing that I see also in comic books uh, where new new endeavor says let's get the stuff that is. A known quantity, like sick of it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, night, we'll night. we'll offer them whatever they need. Sure. And not only does the association benefit us, but we can guess at their numbers, and hopefully we can bump them a little yeah. bit, right? And what often happens, and it's it's really nobody's fault because it's a thing that that's a logical conclusion to come yeah. to. Sure. But many or most labels are benefited from ten years of putting out things nobody's ever heard of. Uh, bef- and Before you get to the yeah. right, and and that is, is, so, it's intuitive to go and grab the the name brand stuff, but it often doesn't work out as planned. At any rate, at any rate, all else failed. Uh, had put out a lot of good material that was uh, really aggressive metalcore. Uh, I think has much more character than Dillinger, but maybe at the time was not what people were looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think also, if we're going to say that Philadelphia is the place to see this, there there might be a multitude of reasons for that. And one of them is that this has a very Philadelphia energy to it that might not translate. Like, like, like. Okay, so since you say Philadelphia is one of the worst places on earth, sell this in a way right, right, that's so why, positive. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Philadelphia band, or Philadelphia, despite being a place that I dislike, often. Uh, the few bands that we were able to name that were relevant coming out of Philadelphia uh, were ferocious bands. And this is, to me, physically the most ferocious of them. Uh, this is. Are they screaming with Jace? You know what? I think they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're more like Merrill scream, scream out, let me fall down than Dillinger, from what it's, I've it's, heard. It's, it's the nexus. It's the nexus of those two ideas. It's New Brunswick. They, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And. Uh, but this this is their they spent money on this release. It sounds good, it sounds big, and there's incredibly weird clean singing parts. Don't jump on that yet. No. Because I hated that whole thing. This does clean vocals in a complete What do you mean that whole thing? <laughs> this does clean vocals. In the least marketable, most idiosyncratic way possible, like converge, like converge, like it doesn't sound anything like converge. But no one's buying a record to hear. Yes, to hear yes. Jake's clean vocals, precisely. Yeah. And and that's that's where I think this record. Imagine your quote unquote pop parts being as alienating as your slightly techy metalcore. Imagine that you're not gaining a single fan from the likable part uh, uh, that you weren't already had from the dislikable part. Got it. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about this record. It takes chances. Some of them brick. You know what I mean? Some of of them are not successful. 
but the ones that are successful, you you sit there and you go, what a decision. Like, <laughs> like how odd. I would and, love to know when this record came out in the lifetime of um, Abacus. Oh, like, good, was this good towards question. the end no, that just kind of no, got no, lost? No, it's right, it's right in the... No, in they the were 04 to 07, probably 06. Oh, that where, Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. Probably so, that's 06, long, it starts trailing off 07. It's fading. Uh, this is also a collection of people that... You know, this is a Philadelphia positive. Yes. You struggle. It's struggling to come out like it's like he has it in his. No, I just gotta be delicate because how do you give a backhanded compliment to a place where people punch you in the face sometimes? You do it all Uh, the time. I do do it all the time. Philadelphia, I love you despite the fact I hate you. Yes. So yeah, that's what people gotta realize. Yeah. So here's what it is. Um, And hate. This is a confrontational act, then, and now, just in different ways. These are strange people. This is a combustible situation. And we should explain that the Philadelphia style of confrontational has a very unique flavor to it. Yes. And that comes through in the band. Yes. Uh, but this, this, this record in particular... It's it, confrontational by nature th- that almost is subconscious. So yeah. It's like Charlie Day and It's Always Sunny about Philadelphia. This is Charlie Day oh. hardcore. Did I say it's always sunny about sunny about Philadelphia? It's always sunny about Philadelphia. That's where we're it's at. It's always tonight. sunny um, in Philadelphia. I, this is a record that if you're into metalcore, this plays it better than almost anybody I could name. Uh, you know, and this isn't the, is this this isn't even the one the Allsfeld record that I think I see people talking. No, about. No, it's archetype. P- people talk yeah. about archetype. But you're going here. I'm going here because it's Patrick. Yes, yes. I also think that there's fucking there's just legitimate hits. I also have gone on record on this podcast as saying this has the best lyrical turn aside from whole of the so the water boys song whole of the moon i'm always talking about because it does something so fucking unique. you always talk about that i do because toss <laughs> you talk about boys Why online much more you know that you talking on the internet listen 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 right. the, the re, well i bring it up all the time so, i've never heard you mention it well so Come the on, reason Mom. I talk about it is because sometimes I just let them say things. It talks about a platonic admiration, a platonic love, like a, a real like I, I look at this person I know, and I love that person, a, and how much they are capable of. So, got it. And I admire them, and that's not a thing you hear in in. That's not a lyrical subject. Oh, not, a, not a milieu, no. What, what's like it? that you have a plight. No, that's what he's saying about their lyrics. That's that's what, well, that's what I'm saying about the Water Boys. What I'm saying about All Else Failed is equally strange. There is a song on here that I know I've talked about on this podcast where it is about the fact that the person singing along can't, understand can't truly relate. Right. And not in some rock star way, like turn the page sort of like sort, sort of way, right. but in a, oh, this represents a moment of my life. Your life might truly be as fucked up as this song that I'm singing. And that It'll makes me be, feel yeah. strange because I'm looking at you and you might be the shattered, fucked up thing that these lyrics are right. that I only am in periods of my life. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I think that that's an how many times do you hear that addressed? Never. Is that on the fast no. break record? Maybe. Maybe. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't. I'm asking. You'll find out soon. It's um, true. No, a lot of those more meta things mm. are not discussed. Yeah. I, and th- th- this one does it on multiple songs in different ways, and I find it fascinating. Cool. Cool. Next. 
Wait, 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 wait. Where, where, where does this fail? It fails because it was on Abacus. It was on Abacus, and also this is another example, like Full Silent, of of a thing that just maybe that many people can't regional love. regional specific, maybe is hard dense to get into. Yes. And this has the trifecta. This, this might what, have everything against. This is what's going to happen to me if, on two more of mine. It's not the classic. Oh, material. sure. Yes. And I think that matters because yes. there's material that somebody might, yo, this is actually quite strong, but it's not archetype. It's yes. not, you know, yeah. So, okay. I, I struggled a little bit with where to go on a few of these things. And I wanted to, I, I didn't know. I was like, let me, what should I position between the two of you guys where it's going to be? I was like, man, we've made some good Ignite jokes recently. And I want to talk about Ignite. You do want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about Ignite. Okay. I'm not going to talk about... Let's not do it. Yeah, please. Zoltar. Oh. I'm not going to talk about calling my brothers. <laughs> wow. See, that would be my go-to. I it, I think it's everyone's go-to. As I mentioned, the classic material. That is... If you want to check out Ignite, you should check out Call My Brothers. That's their classic record. OC Hardcore. Very good. Operatic singing. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Ignite, where they talk their first 7-inch, the first EP on Ringside Records in 1994. Before Zoli. Before Zoli. Wow. Who was singing for them? I believe it's Randy Johnson, and I could be wrong, but I think it's Randy Johnson. No, I wish. How much better would that be? Yeah, (laughs) Randy Johnson heard about Scott Rudinsky and was like, oh yeah, motherfucker, and went and did this. Yeah. Um, I believe it's Randy Johnson. Big Unit Hardcore? Yeah. Big Big Unit Hardcore. That sounds like a big dog shirt. <laughs> it does. Um, because they did a split with a friend's band from Portugal named Shizacto. Exacto. Oh, yeah. No, this is predates it. But, right. oh, that's the Lost and Found release. Right? Around the same time, though. Because yeah. I believe it's, it's that early, was pre too. Yes. Yeah. Um, this record has three songs. The song that anyone has heard is probably because it's been on, like, Lost and Found comps and stuff. It's Turn. Uh, uh, and it's like... It's very melodic. This record feels very strangely. The two records I want to talk about, anyone who likes melodic hardcore, some straightforward, maybe like mid-80s DC hardcore, but also some Screamo elements. Weird. This 7-inch doesn't, not Screamo. I don't want anyone to think I'm saying this is Screamo. It came out in 1994. It's solidly melodic, but it's doing it in such a different way. Um, it has more in common to me with like reason to believe or or maybe like if sense field dudes were going to do a hardcore side project in 1994 like it's very right. melodic what was it? i mean reason to believe what became sense field right or some of yes them. correct right, exactly right. so that's or kinda, like a far side like those right the early, orange like, county stuff yeah because then with ignite they pivot more to like that classic more uniform choice yeah. kind of thing right but and this, this is members record, of What's that? Of Uniform Choice? Yeah, right. Yes, yes, he's Joe yes. Foster? Yes, right? exactly. And he's here then. That he's is. on this record. It's super melodic. Three songs. The song Turn is one of my favorite melodic hardcore songs of all time. So we've got quite a bit of melodic going on here. Uh, but I, I feel like it's totally lost. Why? It came out on a small label. I think yep. there's only 1,000 or 500. It's gone. You, can, you can't stream it. you got to find it on YouTube. I think that it came out on like lost and found comps you know what i mean right right, like so in the 90s you could track it down somewhere somehow it's not an expensive record by any means or like some sought out record i don't think but it's a record that i think 
doesn't get acknowledged by the band even. But the material's so good. And one of the songs is like, oh yeah, I'd put this in the top 25 great melodic hardcore songs. It's wow. desperate. It's it's pulling. The vocals are really strong. And uh, in the way that there's discord elements in Inside Out. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a weird connection where OC stuff, post-Uniform Choice, Unity, those bands were looking at Discord, but the earlier stuff, bands a little later were looking at the mid-80s DC and Ignite, the 7-inch, I think, pulls on some of those elements. Uh, I strongly recommend it for anyone who likes the more melodic side of things, but might hear Ignite and immediately go to the really cleaned-up version of it, which is, is you know, calling my brothers and then everything after. Yeah, is this the deepest cut of the day? Has to be. Maybe. Yeah, I think it is. If we're it, being honest, no. I didn't know it existed. It's okay. yeah. I knew that Ignite existed before it's okay. Zoli, but yeah. I didn't know this. I knew this song because it was on some weird Lost and Found CD comp that I got. And I was like, oh, God, this song's awesome. Who is this band? It's Ignite? Because That's not Zoli? What up, is this? Right, right. Up you know? to this point, I think everything we've talked about could be latched onto by a kid in three years and become the inspiration for... A thing. So that's why I'm bringing this up because it seems like no, this couldn't be right. But I think this sound is so unique and interesting. Like this has elements of stuff that you know, like a band who's doing stuff like uh, One Step Closer or um, Abuse of Power or Fiddlehead. You could pull elements from this mm. wow. and see it because it's this. The song turn is so good that it makes this whole record much like I think of the band um, Kill Holiday. And the one song never meant to let God you down is so good. It supersedes everything else in their catalog. Are you going to talk Kill Holiday? You can. I was actually. Okay, please do. The LP, but yeah. Okay, yeah, please do because I wasn't going to mention that. But that song supersedes everything else the band does. So good. Right. The, the song turn is so good that I'm like, holy shit, this song's great. So go find that song. Go find that record. Ignite where they talk. And it's also, um, I don't know what's, what's, I'm looking at the, uh, I went to the Ignite Wikipedia. Please. There's an LP called Scarred for Life. Yes. It's like weird collection stuff. But it has it's it has Turn on there. That's good. Yes. So I, I don't know if that's available. It's also on Lost and Found. Yes. That's the Lost and Found compilation of like weird earlier material. Turn. It also has that song Ash Return. Yes. Which was, ended up becoming a Zoli song. Yes, it did. Where They Talk, Shade, and Turn. That's probably the yep, three songs. That's the three from, songs. Correct. So I don't know if that's anywhere. But that's not there. streaming, but go find it. That's wild. And it's a really cool record. Um, and the next record I'll do is a companion to it. So, all right. The Different World. Go. All right. So, you know what? We'll do. I was going to do that next, but I'll do it next. Yeah. Kill Holiday, Somewhere Between the Wrong is Right. All right. Um, so I think this is like 1999 Revelation. Yes. Yep. Um, Stephen Miller from um, Unbroken. Um, I think Rob Moran was in this at one point. Under a non diplume, of course, makes sense. Barry Holiday, <laughs> and like Justin and I would p- punish him about this because we loved Kill Holiday so much. They did a split with Dempsey. Yep, and then that one seven inch. I don't remember what label it was on, but like those songs, like Monitor Dependency, like it's great kind of Brit pop sort of. And that, I think this record on is on Revelation. Yes. Um. Kind of the precursor to all that's happening, sort of now. I agree. Because I mean, older folks, obviously, but like they were kind of doing the whole Britpop um, shoegaze kind of stuff way before it was fashionable. Way before, like, you know I, I, mean? like I feel like these dudes 
clued into these weird cues that could be connections between stuff like My Bloody Valentine and hardcore slash post-hardcore in a way that no one else would for another 15 years. Right. This is like, you know, watching a guy play, you know, like you said, like My Bloody Valentine riffs and like a Chain of Strengths shirt. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Like I think definitely by that LP, by somewhere between the wrong. Um, yeah. The other stuff is more kind of just like poppy kind of power pop rock yeah like rocking post hardcore in that like um they probably would play with rocket from the crypt over playing with helmet like it it leans that way um all right so yeah kill holiday was uh so steven miller which i said mm -hmm. who's a guitar player and singer rob moran Mm -hmm. barry from amenity yeah there we go and oscar from statement and intel nice so there's some you know i've seen this album cover in a, a lot of events. Tr- a trillion times. I just bought another Kill Holiday shirt because Rev did a long did sleeve. Them, yeah. But I've never heard this. And I did not. I actually, you mentioned this uh, Dempsey split. Yeah. I've never even seen this record in my life. Like everything that we talk about, I, I can, if I can't picture, picture it, I can at least Google it, go, oh, of course. Y- use yeah, Ben. Use ben, you know ben right. Yeah. Uh, this Dempsey record I've never seen in my no, entire I've seen life. That. I was about. But the, the Rev LP, my story on it is that at 17, I ordered it. Got it, put it on because I like never meant to let you down so yeah. much. This is not that fell asleep, but I was yeah. seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to jump off the fucking wall. Sure. Yeah, I meant to you, let you down, okay. like driving and fast, exactly. and kind of. And this and is this sort is of totally like, different. And I bet I could vibe on this now. It's chill. It's music. a really good record. Yeah. it's a really nice. What, what kind of stage dive can you can you do to it? This, so this record, this is a arms out, laying back, like yeah, like uh, uh, the yeah, like Eddie Vedder, trustful. Okay, all right, fuck it. It is a stage dive. Yeah, ignite stage dive. You're just fucking raging stage dive. But the Ignite material I'm talking about, it's like, it's halfway to tap on your chest music. Mm. I want to listen to Men- Meant to Let You Down right now. It's a great song. But yes, I would episode. I would really recommend this. Really good, um, you know, vocals are kind of a little bit like removed, like how, kind of how mm-hmm. like this stuff is going on now. A lot of like reverby kind of stuff. Yeah, if you like um, Turnover Peripheral Vision, if you yeah. like uh, Nothing. Uh, I think you should check out this record for yeah, sure. I think it's a it's a really great record, and um, the earlier stuff was on Indecision, and this was on Rev. That's right. So, all right, that was my Kill Holiday. Big P cash and checks. Oh boy. All right, we'll go we'll go punk now. We did our metalcore hour. We'll we'll go punk. Uh, Oxymoron. Fuck the nineties. Here's our noise. Is uh, that where you're going? You gotta do some <laughs> bullshit like fuck nine one one like nine eleven bullshit. Like what, what was that band that you like? <laughs> like bullshit fucking punk band. She's wearing the shirt. Choking victim. Ugh. Choking victim. Leftover crack or garbage. Leftover crack. Uh, no, but actually, oh, probably. So What's up, Absolutely. Shout out trash. to our guest, Kara. She's hanging with us. So, so, probably, honestly, the inspiration in some ways for maybe some of those bands for is. Less than Jake, losing streak. Go ahead. 15, the choice of a new generation. Oh, uh, interesting. Uh, All now, right. Sell uh, out with me too. F- 15 came up uh, in one of our years. We're discussing Jawbreaker. Oh, is that right? Okay, yes. Maybe. So. Um, I don't, I'm not crazy about Bay shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm not mm. Mr. Bay. You You're know not part I mean? of the Bay Hive. Yeah, I'm not part <laughs> of the Bay Hive at all. When you say Bay, you mean B-A-Y, not B-A-E. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not, not, East Bay. I'm not involved B-E-Y. in any of them. Yeah. Uh, like Richard Bay? This record. No, Richard Bay, yeah. Uh, this record. This record. This record. This record. <laughs> it, it was a total surprise to me. Um. I love Stiff Little Fingers. Yes, same. This, they say that they never heard Stiff Little Fingers when they wrote these songs. 
Huh. Uh, but it sounds like Stiff Little Fingers, <laughs> which maybe is just intuitive punk. Maybe that's, honestly, maybe that's uh, like, you know, uh, the way that a child knows how to draw a house is, uh, you know, maybe this is just how it goes. They've been in a house? But, okay. Uh, is this on Lookout? Uh, good question. What, what was it on? Um, it, 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 was, it was on Lookout. 1992. Damn. Um, and I don't know if I care about anything else from 15. I just think this is great. This is great, catchy. Like glam punk? No, no, no. Like that's what I think of Stiff Little Fingers. No, like glammy kind of. No, no, no. So Stiff Little Fingers is like if if the Clash. I know, like the hits. If I'm the Clash gonna... is corny to you, yeah. everybody listening to this, the Clash is so weird because it goes through like literal year by year. Clash is corny. Clash is cool. Clash is corny. Clash is cool. London calling for, best for, punk record ever for my entire life. You know what I mean? No, I know. Yes, but, it's 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 a it's the pendulum. So yeah. weird, but it happens fast. Anyway, uh, stiff little fingers for those of you uh, uh, that that uh, that are in uh, Clash land, but maybe that's tacky to you for some reason. Uh, stiff little fingers is about as real as it gets until maybe their third, fourth record. It's cool as fuck. Um, it is uh, catchy uh, and not in a bad way. Uh, 15 does exactly that, but seemingly done by 20-year-olds in the Bay uh, years later. Um, the first song on it, Petroleum, uh, uh, what is it, Petroleum uh, Distillation, uh, it is so, so catchy, it's unreal. It's like an earworm of the highest order. Hmm. It almost suffers because when you put that song first, the Everything rest of your album pales. can't be shit. Right. But... If you, any of our listeners, literally anyone, the ones that are listening to like true trash metalcore and, and zoning out when we talk about actual hardcore, yes, you could put this on and it's going to get so stuck catchy. in your fucking ear. Yeah. It, it is, uh, so uh, I don't want to get into anybody's business. This is a Jeff Ott band. Jeff Ott is a controversial figure for stupid reasons. Um, but he has created some great fucking music and, uh, this is, it's probably not his high point. If I went through his later material, I bet I'd love it and say like, oh, this is better crafted. But for young person shit, this is creme de la creme. Really? It is great. You mean for young people who've made when they were making music? Yes, because this is not young person shit. Oh no, now this is for 165 year olds. Yes, I'm correct. saying like but this is yeah, it has that energy. If I had written this at like fucking whatever these dudes was 20, you know what I mean? I would be, I would be walking around with my own shirt on even more than I already do. You know what I mean? Like I yes. would be like, check this shit out. I wrote a fucking banger, would be classic. This is this in my view might be a classic to some Bay people. Jeff Ott's been a little written out of history for right. reasons, but. This is deserving of being put in the same conversation with not maybe not the biggest jawbreaker records, but like right there, right like there, Shine record, uh, right there. All right. So, so why didn't this? I don't know. I think maybe for a time, maybe it had those whispers. I don't know. I, I don't think it ever hit big. You know why? Green big. Day. Oh, you think Green Day just overshadowed? And on lookout yeah. from the East Bay, same time. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Ninety-two. I think that was like. Uh, Dookie's like Kerplunk? 93, 94, yeah. Kerplunk's like Oh, wow. Right? Check that. That could right. very well be. Check my math. Uh, um, I think that's right. So, Or 92, 93-ish. No, no, no. I think you're right on. So it's like 92, either 91. like it pulls everything up with it or it's kind of like 
this gets lost because it's like we're selling hundreds of thousands of this like indie record. You know, so uh, this is Proposed a thing. Ninety one, yeah. This is the thing that I can't. Ninety one. Mm-hmm. I can't really Mark talk about this because I don't know. Like this is not my world at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like, no. So, I, when I think fifteen, I think. Pusshead for some reason. Am I thinking of another band? No, yeah, yeah. Right. I think I, no. I think I think you're thinking of you're thinking of well, you're thinking of Crimshine because this is those dudes, right? Yeah. Uh, and and you're thinking I don't of Crimshine that much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't cross your mind. No, <laughs> um, no but, I think there's some 15 records on Pusmort. So let me look. This is fascinating. Well, people. Yeah, sorry, everybody. I think I think it's things. uh it's Grass Records for, for the later stuff. Uh, it's subs well. Yeah, subsidy for the really late stuff. Yeah, um, no, but it's I'm a wrong. But, lookout but yeah. band. Uh, this is just, guys, anybody listening, this is just as catchy. If you, okay, if you like Choking Victim, if, if, <laughs> if you, yeah, don't. If, if you like any, if you like Choking Victim, I hope you are one. Honestly, oh, if you, if you uh, like, if you like Operation <laughs> Ivy, there's I, no reason. Oh, 15 is a step from there. So this is the, come this on. Is, you know what I want to say here? Operation Ivy, I feel as though almost everyone has heard them, right? Oh, yeah. But for me, I really like them. I was not compelled to look for anything else in their immediate circle. Same. Right. And I think that 15 would be the band to check out from their circle. That's how I put this. There we go. Perfect. All All right. right. All right. So continuing on my weird California 90s records, uh, the Heroin 7-inch, Heroin self-titled. 7-inch came out on Gravity Records in 1992. It's excellent. It's excellent. It's a straightforward hardcore with heavy DC leans that just came out at the wrong time in the wrong place completely. And it looks like a pa- it looks like it was printed on a paperback. Sure, very As it would back then, right? Um, it is fucking fantastic. It is a more hardcore record than anyone would know. Yep. But the other side of it is that it also has roots to screamo. Well, it has. I mean, been- it actually says that. <laughs> in their Wikipedia. Does it say that? It says they released 18 songs before breaking up in 1993, pioneering pioneering a style of music later described as screamo. Right. And I don't think I would call it screamo. No. Not this it's hardcore. Not, not this record. Hard. The LP a little more, but they're they're doing things here. This, as we've discussed on episodes, bridge bands, this is a bridge between the DC emo stuff from the mid 80s into the screamo stuff of the 90s. That's correct. Uh, and And it's a record that I think would appeal to almost anyone who has a hardcore sensibility that doesn't stop at Coldest Life. Yes. Yes. You know, if you can like music that's not just hard, this record is really good. It's but good I, fast stuff, but it's not too fast. But I big up I big up uh, Moss Icon on a recent episode, yes. and that is a trillion times more challenging than this heroin record, which is a hardcore record. Yes. This is, only, this is hardcore. Yes. Moss Icon is more choppy more disjointed, more chaotic, and doesn't necessarily know what it's doing, mm. this feels like you could have said, if you just had somebody who only knew Battalion of Saints, you could hand them this and they would still find it recognizable to hardcore and punk. You know what's funny? Some of the dudes from Heroin went on to Battalion of Saints. I know. I, I, well, I knew you knew. It's it's just funny, like, looking at the... Like, small small world in San Diego. It's a very small I can, world. I mean, I can honestly say I've never heard a note by this, which is probably... Like, oh, oh if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Um, these releases were typically packaged in enigmatic ways, such as silkscreened onto a Ralph's paper grocery bag. That's correct. But so members went on to play in such groups as Antioch Arrow. Yep. Click Katawi. Yep. 
um, Mohinder angel hair battalion. It's like mm-hmm. oh yeah, all sorts of stuff. Uh, one of these bands that they did, damn, they did a band with <sighs> Wrangler Roots guy. What's his name? McFeeders. McFeeders. Uh, they did. I think maybe some of those guys were in that. They also did some other little project bands that went almost nowhere that were all really good. But this record is the record I would tell people they have to check out. It shows you a parallel to what Moss Icon was doing on the East Coast, on the West Coast. Right. Was that Stanford Prison Experiment with McFeeders? No, right? I don't think so. One of those guys. So, somebody's involved in that. Yeah. But. Uh, all of this... Uh, Why didn't it get big? I, it's, uh, not it meant just to. Never, it was not meant to be, but you can hear from the bands that and projects they did later that it was highly influential and there's people who do celebrate it the hardware fanzine used to rave about the heroin seven inch and these are guys who are more associated with straightforward new york hardcore etc this record appealed to those kind of folks too they this is a band who if it was cbs or abc they'd be abc but they're uh, what i would call square peg syndrome it doesn't fit there. It doesn't fit anywhere. It probably fits at the Che Cafe pretty well. Yeah, but everything does. else, not so great. Which, okay. Stage, what kind of stage do I have? <sighs> I'm, saying it, I'm saying an ABC, uh, not, not stage dive, but obviously fall in. You know what I mean? Like you are falling in to a standing crowd. Yeah, yeah, There's no, yeah, there's no yeah, place yeah. to fall. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no place to jump. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe you're jumping on someone's shoulders. Yeah, or yes, 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 yes. You know yes. what I mean? That kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, Interesting that we talked about a lot of bands today that uh, underwent stylistic changes that kind of might have left one audience behind, or or in the in looking back on these records, there's places where people felt convenient to cut off. Yeah, easy jumping be- off point. Yeah, before or after. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is another example in my view. I agree. Good hardcore record. Tom. Yes. Um, we going. What do you want? You want metal or you want hardcore or indie? We're not Let's go metal now. All right. So my metal pick mm. is like real metal. Pat is vamping for the. Did you He's see that? excited. He's like. He's just amped for the the metal. <laughs> He's gonna use this as a, as his fate as headshot for. Uh, he needs a LinkedIn profile, so we gotta work. Yeah, through. exactly right. And a Tinder. Are people still on Tinder? I don't know. I have a girlfriend. So. Right. He's on Grinder. Yeah, I don't know. What are you on? Are you on like plenty of fish? He's on Craigslist. I don't know. Let's go. Yeah, I'm on Craigslist. Metal. <laughs> um, a record called "The American Way" by Sacred Reich. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! Love Sacred Reich. Do you? Okay. Love Sacred Reich. Really? I would like to love them. I don't know a single note. So no please. shit. Okay. Yeah. It was came out on Metal Blade in 1990. <laughs> That's face. What? What's going on? Have you listened to it? Yeah. <laughs> It's corny, but it's yes. Go on. That's what you're gonna have to run. Let's say that up front, and then and then this record especially. I mean, this has like white boy rap on it. Oh, okay. It's pretty beyond the pale. Like this record is or this band is beyond. Like, I'm sorry. I'll let you go. I just I have wouldn't so have much to the say sound at all. I oh have my so God. much. To say. No, so it's mostly so thrash. Yes, okay. right. Good. That's so why I mean, they had a record called like Nicaragua. Like mm-hmm. it's good, like kind of thrashy sort of stuff. This record has like a. You know, Faith the More and Red Hot Chili Peppers are popping. We're going to yep. do like a rap <laughs> song. Get a little funk in there. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, which is kind of corny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard this as a kid. I was probably like 15. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I revisited it more recently. Still love it. Great. Um, but they're one of those like thrash bands from back then that didn't really kind of pop. Okay. They're back now. Yes. Just released a record. Just did a big tour, I think. 
they're out on tour with Guar. Yeah. They did like their own thing, but like they're like a St. Vitus level band. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, coming back and playing fucking Irving. You know what I mean? But I feel like there's like there's a whole bunch of those the Death Angels, the fucking violence, yeah, fucking these band, you know, that are sort of like lost in the sands of time because it's like the big four, there's Exodus, there's Testament, there's yes. Overkill, and then everybody else. And I feel like this band got lumped in with the everybody else, but I thought they were really cool. Lyrics are like, you know, mm. very on the nose, mm. but, <laughs> but good. Um, the artwork's really cool. I dig it. Don't Thrashing. sell it to me. Why are you selling so hard? <laughs> am I selling? The other way. Yeah, why are you not? Why, why are you, you bringing Why, it you, why are you dropping it off at fucking strawberries? Why am I divesting my stock? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why did you return it to the library so quickly? So I only knew of this really peripher- peripherally, right? Yes. I had seen the name many times sure. in my life and never checked it out until maybe three months ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe at the beginning of this year. Okay. And... Uh, what, were you just in Glens Falls and wanted to check out some culture? No, because Andrew wrote those War Profiteer songs. Yes. And uh, he, when we were, he and I sat down and we're arguing over what we wanted to pull into it. And Stop. Two almost f- ex-year-old men <laughs> arguing, ar- arguing his words. Well, Go ahead. Yes. Well, we're very passionate I musicians. Know. I love it. You, know I mean? Ar- you might call us artists, artists really. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. And I'm not an artist. I'm an asshole without <laughs> a job. And he was Sorry. talking. He was like, okay, look. I d- I, like, he's a crust guy. He can write crust. Yes. But he's like, crust jumps the shark for me when it becomes metal. He says, right. I like when even crust becomes... why police line got right up to that line. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's the police line. So... Uh, he likes. He's like. It can even go mosh. It just yeah. can't go metal. Yeah. And, and he's like, because can't wait for the Crust Goes Metal <laughs> CD compilation on X Grand Records. Because once you go metal, it is in his view. If you're already playing those amps and doing that thing, the price of silence. You're teetering into Sacred Reich place. You know yeah. what I mean? He's like, I want to avoid all of that. And I was I'd like, like to say fuck you to both of you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what a weird thing because in my view, Sacred Reich was like a like a um, a, what do you call them? Gauntlet band. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like like you're wearing power metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so in my mind, I was like, oh no, we're not going to come any place close to that. So then I went down a Sacred Reich hole. I jumped in, and none of it hit you. No, well, I mean, I think Bob is a better contender because the thrash is well done. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's good. Yeah. But when they become corny. It's too much. They don't yeah. hold back. I mean, I think it's between like 87 and like 91. Yes. Like anthrax has happened. Yes. And now we That's can be right. like, it goofy. can be a little tug and cheek here. Goofy. Yes. And I've, I've gone on record as yes. saying I like some of the anthrax goof. You know, like, no, 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 no. You go on record saying I like you prefer. Of killer yeah, that's true. I do. That is your I do. jam. Yeah, yeah, I'll own so, it. So, all right, thanks. All right, just owning <laughs> but, that. All right. But yeah, it's like kind of like, it, it's yeah, okay. Dudes wearing Hawaiian shirt, shorts, yeah. like playing MOD. metal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not as offensive. Yeah. As MOD, SOD. <laughs> yeah. But that kind of like, you know, the the music itself, Party they're not doing the like, <laughs> isn't this funny? Okay. Yeah. But if you like yes. municipal waste, you will like this. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. That's fair. Okay. It's like fun. Right. Vocally sounds pretty, you know, relatively similar, but I would so, recommend it. Right. So I can probably, all right, I'm excited to check it out because I could probably get in on the music vibe. Yes. The just fun, I just don't like fun enough. Yeah. 31 flavors. 
Okay. Is the boom 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 boom? Okay. He plays like slap bass, and they're like, it's pretty much had the singer being like, you can like stuff other than metal, and yeah. he talks about like rap and like wait no yeah. more and ice cream. It's nineteen ninety nine. Thirty one flavors. <laughs> it's nineteen ninety nine. We're all nineteen ninety. I'm sorry. Nineteen ninety. Ninety and it's nineteen ninety nine. Okay, worth so checking out. Your turn. Right. Oh, I can't wait to shit on it. Whatever it is, I'm going to pick. That's garbage. <laughs> You know what? I don't know how much contact you have with this one. I've low key shouted this out on this podcast before, which this is the band Engineer, this, the album Reproach, oh, yeah. um, you which I think is as menacing and as um, overbearing a metalcore record as you're likely to get. Um, Give a little background. And so, Engineer yeah. is a uh, uh, Syracuse band. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Really, really good live in my view. Uh, Reproach on Hex Records 2006. That's right. Um, they took so, they took what other people see in Cursed and I never connected with. They take that, play it, so the ominous sort of yeah. thing, mix that with some, uh, some botch, botch but groove, and it is... It is really, really a standout little record. You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody talks about this record. This is no. not a thing that people, you know, I hear more people talking about the minor times, which in my view lived in the shadow musically yeah. of, of Engineer. It's not like I hear a lot of people talk about the minor times. <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> I might be in a circle. <laughs> but the- Engineer is a band who I think you would say mm-hmm. live. Inspirational to me. Right. Like put on. In yes, a way that was like w- like superseded your own self. I, I this is one of the bands that I I booked them many times in Albany simply to watch them. You know what I mean? And I I really like this band. I don't know if it would ever come across in in video if anybody could find a video of them. I I I think it was really like an energy that they projected into the room. I loved this band. The record after this is. Not as good. Um, this is a concentrated blast of what I think most of our listeners could respect about metalcore. So if you don't like this, is th- and I would in in the parsing of hardcore mm. metal influence, hardcore, hardcore metal, metal hardcore, metallic hardcore, metalcore. This is yeah, marshmallow whatever tech metal whatever we're Dirt metal yeah this is i'll tell you why this is tough. metal influence hardcore no no i'll tell you why this is tough because is this metalcore hardcore influence metalcore no new one honestly yeah <laughs> good <laughs> i mean that happens you know what it's I mean? coming um Honestly, I'd say some stuff that we hear coming out of the Midwest is literally that. I know. So, so yes. Uh, uh, no, Engineer is a very unique it's, entity. It's just, I, I, I loved this sort of shit. It, the groove is undeniable. It's so but say it, the groove is in the heart. The groove is in the heart throughout this entire fucking yeah. thing. Um, but on a small budget, and these dudes, uh, uh, the Gorham brothers, uh, there's two brothers in the band, and they now own a music shop, like a like a like a guitar shop. Okay, uh, I want to say Syracuse area. Um, so he, does it have a punny name? Because I think everything in Syracuse has a punny name. Like, no, I've been yes. framed at the frame shop. Yes, Syracuse <laughs> loves that. I, I don't know, like all around, like Armory High and all those places. Yeah, so I remember yo. walking around, and be like, 
Are you fucking with me here? If you live in Western New York, you gotta have something to live for. You right? gotta you gotta find your jokes when you can. You know, yeah. uh, get those the, laughs. That that March March black snow is not <sighs> fair. You know. So, if this, anyone wants to take that band name, send me five dollars. March, March black, black snow. snow. That's hard. This is um, okay. You like integrity? You might like this. Uh, you like something like Norma Jean? You might like this. Yeah. You like cursed? You will like this. You like botched? You will like you this. Like idea you, you like the idea of converge, like but it's a little too crazy or chaotic for you? You might like this. Yes. yes you like yes, all yes. pigs must die? Yes. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Certainly. I think this is more engaging and has more personality than stuff like cursed. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so uh, the reason it, that this couldn't go uh, th- so they got write-ups in decibel and were touring around this time but for whatever reason it was uh, you know just didn't happen uh, like okay a band that we are waiting to happen that we think is good is eternal sleep yeah. consistently good you know what I mean better than most of their peers we've Absolute talked we've talked about think they're in the studio they oh, are. that's awesome okay. the so it, it, there's two ways that can go on a long enough timeline, people either notice or you get frustrated and you stop playing. Right. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong. Eternal Sleep has fans just as Engineer had fans at the time. But like, it is one of those things where you see somebody being great and all yep. they need to do is continue. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and I think the Engineer guys were just like, after the next record didn't go the way it w- wanted to, to go either. It's just kind of like, okay, let's do other things we like in music. And I think they didn't have a niche. They didn't have a yeah. groove and they didn't have a, a, a group of bands to play with. Whether they fit exactly with them or not. They just didn't have that, and it just nothing pulled together. Yeah, because even if you're talking about like the um, the Breather Resist era, oh, if you like Breather Resist, you could totally like this. Yes, um, but even if we're talking about this er- that era, this was more on an island. You know, yeah. what I mean, like the, it wasn't. They were in Syracuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and not Earth Crisis. Yeah. yeah, and at that time, I don't know what was, what was forfeit around that time. Oh two, maybe. Oh six. Oh six. Forfeit. Forfeit. Uh, yeah. End of Black SS kind of stuff. Okay. Like that. True, but true, true, but true. it's just Syracuse went through a really weird time mid two thousands. You yeah. know what I mean? This so. is my, everybody. Please check this out. This is uh, among my favorite uh, upstate New York releases of all time. Wow. All right. Breakdown plus minus. Wow. Released on Eyeball Records, yep. 1998. Mm-hmm. Why isn't this record more celebrated? Uh, it's not the classic material. But some of it is the classic songs. But I think this is a classic. I feel like there's two like fan bases. Mm-hmm. There's the 87 demo fan base. Demos, And yeah. then there's the Dijon fan base. Mm-hmm. And this is a Dijon record. This is. It's not... If you like 87 break, like the demo breakdown, yes, this is not that. It's not, but it's it's got some of those songs, and it's like, to me, this record, so Breakdown, classic New York hardcore band. To me, this is, Breakdown is caveman music. It's simple and plain. It's simple, it's plain, it's pick up the rock and smash someone with it. You've got a wooden club. You're hitting things. It's it, simple. It's great. It's engaging. It's fun. This record is all those things. It's got a little more going on, but it doesn't change the sound of Breakdown in a way that I think even the most ardent fan would be like, no, fuck that record. Right. It's got some of the classic songs on there. It does. Just, just, re-record, yeah. mm-hmm. Re-recorded in a way that like it feels fitting and not unfaithful. Some of the songs on this record are awesome. Uh, what's the second song? It's um, Exposed. Exposed. Awesome. 
some of these songs, I'm like, oh, this is instantly memorable in the way that some of the other breakdown stuff is. When you go to their next LP, War Hymns or whatever it is, Battle yeah. Hymns, Battle Hymns, that record loses me completely. I have no interest in it. And maybe I should recheck. Thorpe? It. Yes, that's on Thorpe. This is on Eyeball. Yep. Vinny Lee. I believe this has been out of press for 20 years, basically. Not that Eyeball went anywhere. Eyeball's still around doing stuff. Is it? I think so. Oh. It might have just recently changed, but Eyeball was around for quite a while. True. I'm pretty sure Eyeball maybe had something to do with some of the earliest My Chemical Romance records. And Thursday. And Thursday. About the first week. Uh, uh, so they Thursday, weren't super, month. like, repressing Breakdown Plus Minus wasn't high on their, no. their <laughs> task list. But this record, I think, in 2019, if the demo Breakdown demos are hard for you to get into because of production or wherever the fuck it is, this record hits all those notes with slightly better production a few different things going on. Like Tom said, you've got Dijon on this, so it's got a little bit more going on. I think the guitar playing is fucking awesome on yeah. this record. And it's just classic New York hardcore. Yeah. Why does it get lost? Released on a record. It's 20 years old, all that. And it's just not the classic material. And it's also not blacklisted. I feel like blacklisted, blacklisted is also a like a Blacklisted classic. and plus minus could be both on my list because I think both those records But I feel like awesome. blacklisted still gets a little bit more juice. Maybe. Then plus minus. Yeah, I think I, it does. Yeah. But I think both those I think those two records, to me, I can fuck with I love the demos. I really like Blacklisted. I really like Plus Minus. Battle hymns, not interested. Yeah. But those those two records are awesome. So for whatever reasons, I think when New York Hardcore gets talked about, when breakdown gets talked about, a lot of this stuff gets lost. Other than the demos, I think plus minus is excellent. I think blacklisted is excellent. Why does it get name checked? beats me i think it ebbs and flows i think now people have seen the 87 demo lineup enough they might want to see something else and now they're ready for well and, and if you just are looking for something else to listen to i think these records have a lot to offer that have different a different flow a different feel to it and quite honestly when i got into hardcore this was one of my go-to records i love this i love this and blacklist those when i was listening to breakdown because yeah. i didn't have the demos sure i, I got the demo seven inch later right i knew the comp tracks and I love these records a lot. So production's cool on it. It's, yeah. yeah. So I think there's people who who can't fuck with the '80s demo quality production. Right. Check this out. 100. percent All right, your turn. Wait, wait. You got you got a bewildered face on. No, no. I, I think just... you've actually said that you you kind of like this material. Well, I, I really like Blacklisted. Right. I, I really like it. This uh, this is the album art of the punching. Yeah. Okay. So so so, so this uh, I heard. Very long ago, yeah, and was warm enough to, yeah, and would now that I've fallen in love with uh, with the blacklisted material, yeah. I would fuck, yeah, with this. Re- visit this as well, but certainly, but I, I I'm gonna say I think we should uh, call it. We should we should hold on to because I actually like this I like this episode a lot. Just can give we me give Tom one more so we can round it out. You want to do it? What you want to do? That I I you're end last, it, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, then please, yeah. So I'll be the last one. Okay, you're the last. All right. So I got one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I got indie rock, hardcore, uh, indie three, hardcore. F- well, four hardcore. You want me to do a hardcore? Do a hardcore. All right. I'm going to do a deep cut. Okay. Which, and I cannot say for certain that this is anywhere to be listened to. That's fine. No, just so everyone knows, I don't believe any of the five that I listed are on streaming, and that is another part of this whole. Fuck! It sucks. These these things should be on streaming. That's so, what. They're so on YouTube. Soul, they're on yeah. SoulSeek. Saddam five one eight. Look me up. Saddam five one eight on SoulSeek and only, <laughs> OnlyFans. Go on. This is a band that I can. 
Did you say OnlyFans? OnlyFans. He's getting he's getting that green. Oh no, no, you're not. Are you? <laughs> no, I'm subscribing I to love, other people's. Yeah, of course. Do you? Are you supporting? I I supported Nicolette Shea the other day during her uh, uh like fun drive. But I'll tell you what, I don't even know who that is. It's a little bit of a scam because you get in for three, and then you get the DMs that's like, hey, you want to see something wild? Another three Ooh. dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very thrifty. Yeah. What can I say? Hey, I mean, you know, as long as it's helping. He's all about value. Um, this is a band that I could probably say for relatively certain that is Brooklyn and the Youngs and some of their friends are the only bands I like him. I think I know what you're going to say. I don't think you do. Okay, go on. Well, you may. Mm, I you think might you, actually be down with this. Well, I think you turned me on to it. That's why. Um, Dark Side NYC. Yes, you did. Um, a record called Ambitions Make Way for Dread. Mm-hmm. So now this is Blake from Sheer Terror, <laughs> his band after Sheer Terror. Sounds like Celtic Frost. Yes. With um, maybe crumb suckery vocals. Yeah. Sorta. I think that's a good call. Really, like, way ahead of its time. This record's about 25 years old. Yes. Um, they're still going. Blake hasn't been in the band probably for 20 something years. Um, but they it's still like play. So, what? Dark Side still plays. Dark Side still plays? Wow. Um, Sometimes Richie, the singer, plays drums and sings, which kind of not yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. different vibe. Not great. I mean, it's still great, but it's not like he's a great live. Like, it's a different thing. He's a really good like giant lumbering frontman. Mm. Yeah, if you lose that, it you know kind of takes away from yeah. it. Um, but I think this is like a really good record. So if you like, you like kind of the more like the dirtier side of like almost if you like like cursed or you like nails or you like. This would probably scratch that itch because it's that it's really well. It's a guy from, that wrote all all the sheer terror stuff that you really love. Yes, Distowed wrote it, and it's his band after that, and with like probably at the time a twenty year old kid singing, yep. you know. And it's like the drummer from the voluptuous horror of Karen Black. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> um, like you know, it, it's really really good, and I feel like there was a time with like, I mean, at least for young. You know, all me and all my friends, it was like them and confusion were like, well, who we, I mean, they're probably two years older than us, but we all looked up to those bands and wanted to like kind of do what they were doing. Them, Mm -hmm. Marauder, Confusion, and that sort of stuff. But I think Dark Side MIC, if you can find it anywhere, it's fucking great, fast, kind of dirty hardcore. And this is the seven inch dark side. Oh no. Ambitions make way for dread. It's like a comp of a bunch of different stuff. stuff. Right. I've never seen the comp. I'm familiar with it because of the seven inch and because it was X Sheer Terror. Yes. So like Sheer Terror was a big deal around here to me and my friends. Sure. And so Dark Side was a band that everybody. Did you ever out. check it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. dig it? Yeah, the seven inch is really good. Really good. Which really is, good. I'm sure it's on here. I I'm mean they're on like East Coast Assault, because yes. I know that's out yes. there. But that's which was another given, not forgotten big one. Mm-hmm. is fucking hard. Yeah. Suffering Silence. The, that's uh, the seven inch. Yeah. Yep. Those songs. Clawing and tearing. Yeah, this is a good record. It's a good record. And I think um it's probably lost on 99% of people today. I feel like I'm a little bit of a sucker for Celtic Frost influence stuff. And this is it's so easy. like, this yep. is like, yep. like if you're like, I really like fucking, you know, I mean, if you like here to stay, you like mm-hmm. any fucking, like any sheer terror. When you get that kind of buzzing guitar. Yeah. Ripping, yeah. I'm in. And it's I'm so in. fucking heavy. And like they were doing this literally before metalcore was a word. Yes, that's true. 
Yeah. And they were like early on. And I mean, I think. What year was this? 94. 94. 94. They were around. Like 94. 94. Yep. Yep. 91. Like, yeah. The I mean, compilation he's talking about was released by 98. And there's a lot of stuff on there. So they were doing stuff. Yes. You know? they, were, they were probably 91, 92. Yeah. So, yeah. so who would you. Okay. Uh, integrity fan could listen. Thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, integrity, sheer terror. Um, I'm trying to think of more modern comics. Nails, nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark. You like dark hardcore? Mm. Yes. Check out Dark Side. Yeah, yeah I, I think you'd be really into it. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's on any streaming, but I hope it is. And if not, then we'll maybe see. We got to work on that. that. All right. Might still be in my Saddam five one eight. We'll send it out. That, yeah. Maybe that'll be like the next. Maybe that's we can make one of the 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 gifts for the Patreon. We'll just send you like oh. a thumb drive of songs oh. that aren't huh. on any other any other streaming sites. There you go. All right, we got it. That's it. We're doing it. Branded. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. Love yes. You guys. Thank you. Love fun, everybody. Fun day. I Peace. like that.